Hello and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast for things that we are looking forward to, that we are hyped for mm-hmm. in the year 2023. My name's Ernest. Uh, my name is Hunter, but I'm wearing those like uh, New Year's Eve glasses that have 23 forced in there. Um, I'm thinking that the T, we're going to make that into a two somehow. The three is easy. We just throw that. That's a backwards E. And then we got the Hunter oh. right there is 23. That's how I can make my glasses say that we're talking about the year 2023. Sick. How would you guys, where would you guys put the 23 in yours? I don't, I know I'm, I'm going to need like 10 minutes. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> and we're back. It, it, the, the gap, <laughs> so you the gap between the two and the three, just that space, just in the negative zone there. Yeah. I'm going to do D. The R is a two with a little bit of finagling. Mm-hmm. And then the E is obviously the three. I, the the R as a two is you could you could make that work. It's been done. Yeah, I wouldn't be the first. I won't be the last. Ernie, you could pretty much do the same thing. Just have the R as that, and then just like skip. Well, no, because it'd be thirty-two. Oh, I wasn't even. I didn't even consider the name part. I was just thinking about the eye holes. Oh yeah. Um. That that was my priority there. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't really. <laughs> Like, take the designing of this into account for, like, vision and being able to see things. Yeah, fuck it then. It might, it might, my, my, it just says Drew and 2023. Yeah. And you can't see. I'm thinking that the two and the three both, like, cross right in front of your eyeballs and uh, it causes so many accidents. Well, we're back. Happy New Year, fellas. We are <laughs> all done. 8th. All done with Listomania. All done with Cat in the Hat. Just kidding. And, uh... Now we get to to take a, a beat here to look forward to the year 2023 and uh, get excited, get hyped mm-hmm. for some some pop culture things, some films, so some shows. We're going to lead off pre-list uh, with our consensus number one, which is obviously Adam Driver's 65. I have okay. heard about this. Is, I, this is a movie that I saw a trailer for. I've seen theaters. the trailer for it multiple times now, and it looks so They're bad. They're showing it at the <laughs> theater. Hey, hey, it's produced by Sam Raimi. I know. You know. I'm happy for Adam Driver. The Adam Driver is just like, you know what? I'm going to take my turn at like schlock cinema. That's the thing. It literally just looks like like it's like After Earth. It or might as like or it might as well be like uh, what was the movie with um that came out last year uh like lion or whatever the hell it was a uh, beast. beast yeah yeah what if there was a beast what if there was a really big yeah tiger lion that creature? was trying to eat idris yeah yeah this one 65 uh is short for 65 million years ago which <laughs> is, wow which, shocker which is funny what a twist i do like uh that i can like just go ahead and preemptively like before the movie comes out just know like all right on my blue way all i just need to like notch everything down a space because that's gonna go right <laughs> up here at the top you don't have a separate shelf for like all the the number movies no um i'm a number at the beginning type okay. of guy of the alphabet i don't know about you guys if your numbers at the beginning or the yeah. end um i think that if you put numbers at the end of the alphabet you should go to hell don't but disre- that's just no me. you're um, you're disrespecting the written word it's called a uh, numero numero alphabet for a reason remember remember <laughs> when alpha, i was uh numeric. remember when i was really <laughs> bored one day and i made a letterbox list called movies in order <laughs> Oh man, this? so you can like really put 65. Yeah, it was like year off. one, remember? With oh, Jack Black and uh, how far down did you get? What year I did got you to get 100. 
I got to 100. I wanted to get to 100. It was tough. Where'd you get 60? What's in 65 right now? Can it be bumped out? Can it be replaced um, by the film 65? It's gonna, yeah. I mean, it's a shoe in. Uh, 65 is a movie called Bob Dylan, 65 Revisited. Oh, okay. Well, Actually, it's just called movie. it's just called sixty five revisited, but it says Bob Dylan. It's like it's like mm-hmm. starring Bob Dylan in sixty yeah. five. Bob revisited. Dylan is sixty five. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah it's sixty five minutes long. You, you know, there's is it actually that's nice. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, there's a uh, there's a Transformers movie coming out this year that's not directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, so this is your number one pick, the Beasts. Beast Wars? Dude, Beast Wars are happening. Do you remember? Rise of the Beast. Remember the Beast Wars cartoon? Did you ever see that? No. Look up, go on I, YouTube, look up Beast Wars. So, no. Were those associated <laughs> with Transformers? Because whenever I first heard this announcement, I was like, weren't those two different toys? And uh, now they're no, just the, the, same? the animals transform. It's Beast Wars colon Transformers. You know, I think I'm just thinking of entirely different children's show that was just made to sell toys that also had beasts in it maybe he i'm showing drew know. and hunter a clip of transformers uh beast wars right now <laughs> um, this is what we should be expecting from oh the that looks film that looks year. really good oh my god did, did wait did michael that? bay make the original <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just i i, I went on chat gpt and i was like <laughs> Show me like an animated show of Transformers. You, you would have Beast to tell ChatGPT to make it look bad to make it look like that. Wait, so what? What am I looking at here? I don't understand. So what you're showing. Are they me, about but, to start fucking? Are they about to turn to robots or what? Yeah, no, that's the whole premise. Is the Transformers came to Earth during like prehistoric times? Because you know the the whole thing about why they're vehicles is because they're robots in disguise. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, Are they in disguises like dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Optimus is actually like a sick fucking T Rex. No, that's Megatron. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> what is is Optimus like that bitch little wasp or something or? No, it's the fucking the gorilla. Oh, of course. Okay. All right, oh that's my fine. god. Fuck God. god I. So is this a real movie? His name is Optimus Primal. I cannot wait for us in our fantasy film league for somebody to drop like $250. uh, On Optimus Primal. On (laughs) Optimus Primal. Yeah, dude. I, uh, because you know that that movie is going to make like $2 billion. It's going to pass the way of water and be the most Uh, culturally important movie. I mean, Bumblebee wasn't huge. But Bumblebee didn't have Transformers in the title. Mm, yeah, it wasn't Bumblebee at, colon Transformers Dude, just Origins. look at Jurassic World Dominion. Like, literally one of the most depressing pieces of content that I have ever half ingested and it in made my big life. Money. And it made so much goddamn yeah. money. Well, actually, speaking of, like, first-round picks, um, you know, w- once we actually get into it, I'm going to list out the stuff that we picked last year that didn't come out that is going to roll over. But there's some things that would have been on this list if we had done this earlier that are now released. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thought that it was, I mean, normally we kind of can chill on the most anticipated things. It's like, ah, it's dumpy wary. Like, we're just going to get like, what is Megan going to be like the sensation of the year and make a shit ton of money? Plane. Plane would have been my number one pick. Is Skinamarink going to be like this? closeted hit that's going yeah. to surface out of nowhere uh but so far 2023 
Off to a great start. Off to a As somebody great start. just saw Infinity Pool like less than 48 hours ago. Oh, did you jump in? I jumped in. I went straight from the Way of Water into Infinity Pool. Okay. Um, I could just that? watch Infinity Pool warm? twice instead of watching Avatar again. But How um, was the temp? Um, it was... Uh, I don't... How... What would you call the temperature of your semen? Because it's that warm. Ninety-eight point six. Then there you go. It's that. It's that temperature. Because the the waters of Pandora are like probably a little nipply, a little chilly. Really, I think that they're it's all very blue. tropical. Tropical. I, mean, I associate blue with like you know a little little on the cooler side. All okay. those blue people, they get bluer. So, do you think it's like it's like thirty? It's like just above freezing. Well, we don't even know what freezing is. It might yeah. be like <laughs> freezing in Pandora might be like yeah. negative 100. It's like 2400 Kelvin or something. Um, but then you go from that to infinity pool. It's like it's like doing the the plunge versus the sauna, mm. you know. Um, did you want to talk about infinity pool? Is no. that a, is that a thumbs um, up recommend? It's a thumbs up recommend, but uh, <laughs> just be prepared. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, if a Cronenberg made white Lotus. And so if that sounds intriguing to you, then by all means go for it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to most people I know just cause most people wouldn't be into it. Um, it is funny though. I, I'll, Talk about it at a different time with you guys whenever you have seen it. But I felt similar to Infinity Pool as I think what Drew described with the last Cronenberg, with the David Cronenberg film oh, that came out last year. Where I was like, go harder. Father. Like, let's get, I want to get fucking depraved in this. <laughs> I want to walk out of the theater more and cum. just be like, more come. I want to be mortified. Can- I want to have images like make me sick to my stomach. There's a couple things that are like, um, Pretty, pretty upsetting. Pretty nauseating. Uh, the most upsetting sex sequence since Midsommar, I would say. Oh, um, yeah. Geez. When so. will Brandon and David Cronenberg make their own Pinocchio? That's mm. my question. Because I would see the fuck out. Then of that. we're gonna have to watch more <laughs> Pinocchios. Don't preview. Don't don't give away our episode for next week just yet, listeners at home. If you want to watch uh, all of the Pinocchio content that came out this past year, um, so. The the big one that we should talk about is that new M Night Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin. Um, I think it's safe to say that this would have been some level of anticipation. Looking forward to, we loved old and all its flaws. Sure, uh, it, it you know it's it was it I is lo- what it is. I loved old and yeah. all its flaws. That's I love talking about old with you guys. I don't know if I no. The we experience. loved watching it. That was a fun movie to watch. Come on, <laughs> it was fun. The highs to me were way higher than the highs in Knock at the Cabin. Although, I gotta say, we because we all saw this together at a screener. Uh, the reception's been relatively positive for this movie. A lot more positivity yeah. than I expected walking out of the theater. Mm. Uh, because. My main takeaway is like, even if you, even if you take the positives in the movie for what they are, uh, it's, it's sort of like a pretty just like run of the mill movie. Like, am I crazy for Well, your comparison, Hunter was like, it's just like an average shutter movie, Yeah, which I think is pretty apt. Yeah. It's not, I don't know the, the way it, it transitions from beat to beat is just very movie. Um, there, a lot is being made of his incredible direction and how he used like film cameras from the 70s. It looks digital as fuck to me. 
It doesn't. It, it does. It has like a filmy look to a lot of it, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's the, the, well, it's trying to do like the '70s horror, '70s psychological um, horror thing. It has. I think its biggest strength is uh, performances. It has some really super yes. solid performances mm-hmm. all around. That was my note on my on my card. Is that it's it's clumsy. It's uh, you know pretty rough, but. It's elevated by the acting. Very elevated. And it is relatively well directed, but not, I don't, I wouldn't call the directing standout. I've, in fact, we talked about afterward, we all agreed on this. The, a lot of that movie hinges on uh, seeing news sequences on television. And Oof. those were uh, horrifically so directed. Bad, yeah. Those were really, really, it really rips you out of the, it, yeah, <laughs> it the really, story. it, they, there was like such an opportunity to create additional tension in those and it's just wasted. It's a hundred percent wasted. And that you have to put that on M night. If you're going to put the positives on M night, Yeah, there's there's so many beats of this story that rely on these newscasts. And it's like, man, if if you're going to make this such an important part of this movie, like put more work into it. I just, because especially a a week or two ago, I watched missing this, you know, the spiritual Mm -hmm. sequel to searching Mm -hmm. Um, and those movies, obviously they're an entirely different ball game, but they know how to utilize things like newscasts and, and, you know, just like home videos, like TikToks, as yeah. opposed to you buy it as, yeah, it. as opposed to like high quality camera footage coming from wherever the fuck that's apparently on the news now. Like it, it's, it's such a different, it, I don't know. It, that would, that was a huge missed opportunity. Uh, glasses could have been smaller. My, my hit letterbox review <laughs> Yeah, it's a sensation. It's sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Bautista like glasses, not small enough. 400, 500 billion likes. Yeah, it's actually point. the most liked uh, review of any movie ever on yeah, Letterboxd. More yeah. than Letterboxd. <laughs> um, I I think that I came out the most positive out of us at all in the theater. I I had a fun time with this. I wasn't bored necessarily at the vast majority yeah, of this it, movie. It moves along. I, was, I thought that I mean the thing is it's an M Night movie and I have been uh critical in the past of some things that M Night does, not necessarily with the twists and turns and stuff like that cuz I think that those are very swing and miss. Sometimes they hit, sometimes a lot of times they don't. Um but I uh, have never been the biggest fan of like how M Night actually directs when, and by that I mean like how he frames shots. That's always been something that's bothered me in mm-hmm. his movies, where he does these like hyper hyper close ups that don't really serve any purpose, or sometimes there will be like a framing choice where it's like like half of somebody's nose is cut off and it almost just feels like a mistake. And I don't know. That's always been a thing in his movies that I've kind of just noticed shot to shot. Um, of course, I mean, we have a fucking Wabami named after this guy in the first place for the we movie. We had. Oh, until- I'm sorry. Well, we might have to revisit that again this year. It's just going to go back and forth between yeah. Boz Lerman and M night, depending on who makes a movie that year. Um, but the bimbo award, uh, for the movie that looks great or appears great, but is really dumb. Yeah. Um, is this is going to be a runaway yeah. favorite at this point? This, because this, this is movie, pretty dumb. It thinks it's so smart. Though. Yeah. It's like, it's like it, this guys? moral dilemma. This is all like a metaphor for the apocalypse. They're the yeah. four horsemen are there. And I don't want to get into spoilers for everything for where the movie goes, but like, it's so dumb. It's, it's so, well, it's so dumb heavy handed. When it, and like, it, it wouldn't be as dumb if, 
it didn't feel the need to spell everything out at the end. Like that's, that's yeah. where it kind of fell I know, apart but for I, me. It's I also, don't have, it's an, again, it's an M night movie. I think that my expectations were just so low for this because as much as I love joking about old, old wasn't a good movie. Um, don't you dare. I old, like old, you go to a beach, you get old. Old was a way, um, way better looking movie. Like if you, infinitely. It's, well, I mean, so much I mean this also this is like, movie. it's, it's COVID movie to death. Like you can just feel like all the, we're have a small crew and we're all in one location in a house and you can see us yeah. doing COVID tests in the background. <laughs> if you look hard, like it just, it feels like that. If and you, you can feel that while watching it. If you chop off the last 10 minutes of old, you have like a, a close to great movie. Like there, as, as questionable as some of the storytelling choices are in that movie, it's, it's a ride. And, and, you know, it's one of those movies where like you have to do the whole leap of faith thing where like you kind of just have to go with it. Um, this movie doesn't really quite have that. I think it starts out really strong uh, where you're just like immediately thrown in the action. Like they don't waste any time like setting any anything up. You're just in it. Yeah. Which and, then, is great. and then you get the setup throughout the movie in flashbacks. Yeah. It kind of backtracks. And I, I like that. And, and I knew some of these actors going in like i knew jonathan groff and dave bautista and rupert grant were in it but the standout for me was um what's the what's oh ben aldridge mm -hmm. so he plays the husband to jonathan groff and he gets a lot to do in this movie he has to do the most like yeah. acting really he's impressed like, me. yeah he's on 10 like the whole movie this, and groff is amazing too Groff, Groff is, yeah, giving like a more like layered yeah. thing, which I, I really liked. But this dude, it's hard to be intense for like a 90 minute movie. And he has to. His character is just like nonstop on and, the gas. And the little girl too, uh, Kristen Kui. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but yeah, they, their daughter. They, I think everyone pretty much gives a really good performance. <laughs> I ended up not really caring much for this movie by the end though it's like the performances elevated it a lot but it's just like i just normal, didn't it's it, it just becomes like shockingly normal to me like it, yeah the way the way just, that things play out i didn't really I care watch, for it i watch a lot of like shutter movies and kind of just like c-list horror movies and this kind of just feels like one of those like if you take away the actors and just put in like no name people who you've never seen before like this movie you just watch it and you're like Oh, that was that was a fine little movie that I yeah. can just like move on with my life in. I think the problem with this is that it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, so it's supposed to have like this like allure to it of like uh, this is a prestige horror movie that we're getting. Yeah. It's coming out in February for a reason. In the first week of February, I think the studios knew like, oh, this is just like you know he wanted something to do during COVID, and so he made this little movie. It's only two years since Old, which was a much bigger production. Yeah, he's and, got and he's got co-writers in this, so yeah. so like the the full M Night is prevented, which kind of gave me hope. It's like well, I at thought first that it starts funny, and I was like, oh my god, M Night's getting some self awareness going on here, and then it becomes so self serious. Like yeah. once we get past the first act, yeah, it's the yeah the co-writers just bring in like standard like sort of paint by numbers movie and then like you more still, structure maybe. yeah and that yeah. that can be good and it can be bad so i the result for me was just like a pretty it, it it's not something to write home about uh good or bad which uh for me is it is women because i want one of or the other from m night you know what i yeah. mean old i got both i was thrilled old was fun 
I don't think this was that fun. It was good. I like I like that concept. That it's almost like a trolley problem. You know, it's like they, they have to make this choice of like, do you kill one person to save everyone? You know? Yeah, like it is the trolley problem. Exactly. So it's like uh, that I think is a good concept. I don't think the movie really does enough with it to like really make you think too much. It's just like. And I don't know why I well, it, expected... it turns out to be pretty basic. Yeah. Like it's an M night movie. So I think that we were all kind of, and I don't want to get into too much like spoilers for this movie, but um, I was expecting there to be a big twist. And I think yeah. that part of that is almost like, it's the M night. It's not even necessarily fair because if this was just yeah. made by director X, maybe you wouldn't be expecting someone He's gonna be big carrying twist that for the rest of, of his like, career. Oh, well, it's actually like the freaking alien sky people are controlling this whole experiment and like some dumbass ending like the end to old. And like there isn't <laughs> that <was> so rough. <laughs> the, the ending do the ending for old like bumps it down an entire star yeah. grade on letterbox. It's so bad. Yeah. Um but like I think that this is just kind of you know it just has like a a pretty straightforward story at the yeah. end of the day and it's it's fine. People are digging it though. 3.2 on Letterbox. I've heard some people say like this is M Night's first reformed and like I yeah. go revisit first reformed my guy. Um 6.4 on on IMDb positive on on Rotten Tomatoes 68. It so. does have a higher Letterbox than Old. Letterbox is a 3.2 and Old has a 2.5. It's a brisk like 90 minutes 100 minutes yeah 140 so, yeah nice you know or hour 40 if you don't want to jump in the infinity pool if you uh aren't going 80 for brady maybe this Which you is should the be. one to check out go see 80 for brady this, 80 for brady is more enjoyable than this movie. this movie barely, especially if you're drew not, not a chance <laughs> this I movie barely can't. beat 80 for brady at the box office it was like a photo finish yeah and look uh, at that 80 for brady apparently 80 for brady sold more tickets because they sold them at a lower price. Mm -hmm. Also, they did so many like advanced screeners and stuff like that like for free, 80 for yeah. Brady that did not count towards ticket sales. Yeah. 80 for Brady is a hit, guys. I think it's a masterpiece. Get the fuck out of um, here. We're not going to talk about great. 80 for Brady. Oh, well. Fake movie produced by a, a sports agency. It's crazy. I'm going to make you guys watch 80 <laughs> for Brady. I'm going to find some way in my bones to make it happen. So... That's Knock at the Cabin. The other thing that I wanted to touch on real quick is The Last of Us on HBO. Mm -hmm. That would be something that would definitely be on this anticipated list. Yes. Um, it is now four episodes in out of nine. Uh, I think you guys have seen... I don't know if you've seen, seen all four. four. You've seen all four? I have not okay. seen the fourth episode. It just okay. came out. So uh, maybe we can save like a, a kind of more in-depth mm -hmm. discussion for the end of the season. But I just wanted to kind of touch on it because... I have a feeling that it might be better than the game. And I love this game. It's like one of my all-time favorite games. So for me to say that is like mm -hmm. a huge deal. Uh, Craig Mazin coming off of Chernobyl, which was my number one of the show, uh, number one show of the year mm -hmm. that year, 2019. I, yeah. I just finished Chernobyl, by the way. Incredible. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I think Banger. I had that at like three that year. I can't remember exactly it's in so like good. 2019, but it's it's a perfect show. It's Dude so is flexing, like coming hot off of like the hangover sequels. Like he's just like, yeah, you don't know what I can do. Yeah. You don't know my power. Um, And yeah, he gets to adapt this game, co-created with the creator of the game, Neil Druckmann. Um, Neil Cuckman, as the as the internet likes to call him. <laughs> Freaking own. Uh, 
and man, speaking of the internet, like this show is just the takes have been all over the place with this. It's actually crazy popular. Like I hear people at work talking about it. Oh yeah, it's a phenomenon. Um, so it's it's one of HBO's biggest hits, but I think that you know, uh, shout out to dear friend of the pod, Harry, to to pigeonhole it into just calling it another zombie genre show is incredibly reductive to like how nuanced the storytelling uh of the show is kind of like laying itself out to be mm-hmm. um and i you know having Druckmann in there i think is a huge part of that because like it has a lot of dna from the last of us sequel last of us part two and a whole uh idea behind that game is the idea of like in video games you just you mow down enemies, you kill people without ever having any consequences. And that game is about the consequences. And it feels like this show is like in a lot of ways incorporating that into its DNA where the violence and the horror are like not something that just happens, that, that is, that just comes as a given the, it it weighs on these people. It changes them. It they have to like deal with it, and you have this whole other kind of um, through line of this virus, this fungal pandemic um, that is also incredibly fascinating. But at the end of the day, it's like they manage to recreate the 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 storyline of the of the game in a way that feels incredibly um faithful and also surprising and new yeah exactly i i haven't played the game um i'm not big into games games are not usually how i like to take in my narratives i have a harder time immersing myself because either i mean a lot of the time the problem is just i'm not getting performance out of what i'm seeing (laughs) yeah it's always pixels yeah yeah and even though like there's plenty of you know that that is valid and that is art and that's insanely impressive um it's not my preferred mode of like of watching a story and then also if i'm getting very immersed in the story guess what then the the missions become tedium yeah they become just a mm-hmm. fucking task i and have there, to do and to there's a the lot story. of there's a lot of missions I, in the last yeah well that's okay so that's the thing with because i always had heard the whole thing about like you have to just play the story the story is insane like just play the game just for the story um and the game the last of us is a lot of the sneaking around it's the trying not to be be caught by the the clickers it's it's a lot of that which Maybe I can revisit it now that I'm a little bit older and I'm more into like the cozy game mindset. You're more of, of like a, a sneaky guy. Now. I'm a I'm a cozy yeah. gamer now. Um, I lay in bed. I get my heated blanket on. Crab I walk and craft. Um, and I think that whenever I was like the games first came out when we were in like high school, maybe just 20, fresh out of 2013 it. 2013 is 2013. The first okay, so yeah. yeah, so like right around that time, beginning of college, um, I was just more of like, let me come in guns blazing, and that's not how you're supposed to play the game. I mean, you can, um, but but yeah. Um, so I was not as into it. I think that there's there's a way to strike a balance between gameplay and story see uh god of war and god of war ragnarok is the best possible example of that where it's like uh 
this story is incredible and will make me cry. And also, like, nothing feels better than swinging this fucking axe and, like, mowing into a dude and running, like, killing a big boss. Like, it, there's a way to strike the balance. Even the new Spider-Man game does that same kind of thing. Um, and The Last of Us does for a lot of people, too. But I personally wasn't as into the gameplay. And so now I get to just enjoy the story without having to, like, spend hours and hours and hours playing this game instead i just get like nine hours maybe 18 hours total once the whole story is told to me to have the main story plus all these ancillary stories that they didn't have time for in the game because we can't we have this medium that you don't have have to stick with the character to just like hey let's do a one-off episode with murray bartlett and nick offerman Um, and that just have make like a beautiful short story and an ep3 and it's written by a you know a screenwriter like a a really really good (laughs) screenwriter like that helps yeah that like if i'm to just judge the product in front of me it is visually incredible um i love the way it looks i love the world building i love the locations we find ourselves in there's a good variance of locations even though they all have, you know, the 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 stink of apocalypse, the, the overgrown right. like essence. What's to them. a road story? They're on a yeah, they're on a exactly. journey. Um, but just it's you know, it's it's creatively done. I'm sure a lot of that is pulled from the game because Druckmann is a good game designer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's it's written by after especially after watching Chernobyl, who someone I would call one of the best TV screenwriters Master. working today. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean no bones about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just finishing up right now. You might see me on my laptop if you're, if you're watching the pod. I'm in After Effects finishing up uh, my third fan cam for Pedro Pascal. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I thank God he. We get to just see Pedro Pascal just do his thing. He doesn't have to hide behind a little mask oh. to be like. Well, you know they have they commodity. wear masks in the game, so <laughs> he was like, we are not we. It's not- like. <laughs> I'm already in one of the biggest shows on television. Nobody fucking knows that it's me in the Mandalorian. You're because showing it's my not. goddamn face. So is yeah, the workaround? So is the workaround that the the, the mushrooms now communicate underground? Yeah, there's no as spores a, as opposed to above ground. Yeah, they, that's, they, that's cool. That's they, a good workaround. They saw what happened in your in your UCF dorm room mm-hmm. with the spores, <laughs> and they were like, "The we're force not, field didn't work. We're not going to uh, go that way. <laughs> that's not going to be what we're going to do here." uh yeah in the game they have to like evade mushroom spores and it's like it's a cool mechanic the way they do it in the game and it creates a lot of tension when you have to like go into a kind of uh uh you know contained claustrophobic area um that's riddled with spores but in a show a you want to see your actors that's the whole point of why we're doing this that's what makes this adaptation so special is these incredible performers um and also once you start thinking about it it's like the mask isn't gonna help like the spores are gonna stick to your clothes and your hair and like everything (laughs) um (laughs) then why did you wear one in 2020 Ernest? (laughs) oh clip it owning the libs (laughs) um yeah, of course. It's it's it, it's a TV move. It's the right move. It's a smart move. Uh, uh, gotta shout out Bella Ramsey. Oh, this girl is mm-hmm. awesome. Incredible. She is, uh, she is a really interesting looking person. Um, yeah, a lot of people hating on the look because because they want a, like someone they can fetishize. <laughs> well, Bella just doesn't look like like um 
uh, Ellie in the game yeah, at all. This is someone who got the part because her her audition was incredible. Dude. You can just tell watching her. Every mm-hmm. scene she is playing pitch perfect. Um, she She's established... A lot of the time when you have this dynamic, which happens a lot in TV and movies where you have the reluctant the har- pairing. Yeah. The hardened yeah. older guy with like, you know, someone younger who's trying to be goofy and fun. It is cloying. It is yeah. not fun to watch. And the chemistry is not there because uh, it's only coming from one side. A, Pedro has an inherent warmth to him and that helps a lot. B, she's just really, really good. Incredible. Like she, she's like a top, top notch a uh, young actor just on this performance alone. It's only been four apps, but I mean, she's had a good amount to do in those four apps. Well, Ellie, Ellie was a character. Ellie's a, Ellie's a very specific character in the game. Like she has a very specific personality. And I was so worried. Everyone was so worried about like, Oh my God, did they make the right choice? Like, are they going to deviate with the way Ellie is like, they obviously deviated with, with, some of the the things you expect her to to look like because Bella just has a, a very particular face. The moment she opened her mouth in the first episode, her first line, I was like, they fucking nailed it. Yeah. They got it. She, she is, is Ellie. Like she, she embodies that snarky that fucking exact, attitude. That mm-hmm. that character is 90% of the time poorly done. Um, yeah. And a, some of it does come from the writing side, but like, she she doesn't overdo it uh cuz she has a lot of annoying lines and you're never like god this is just like an irredeemably annoying yeah. human mm-hmm. being I, I mean that's how it is in the game it's it's the same it's it's a very nice. accurate representation of that um, character also shout out to uh Anna Torv who plays Tess mm. um mm-hmm. if they if they ever make a movie about like like a you know a fictional movie about Lydia Tarr she should <laughs> she should play her don't you think yeah, to play the real life Lydia Tar. Yeah, she's she has, she's got she's giving Tar vibes. Yeah, if they if they adapt Lydia Tar's life into like mm-hmm. a Netflix miniseries, yeah. is her, that uh, wait? Do we think that that's what the the final season of Mindhunter is going to be? Sure, it's going to be Anna Torv <laughs> playing is Lydia Tar. Tar going to become a serial killer. I mean. <laughs> I don't want to spoil Tar, but we kind of might already be there. I don't know. Tar, Tar just like tearing up Mongolia. It's, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, love Last of Us. Any final thoughts? I know we we We're should probably have to do a, do a, a full app on yeah. it, like because I want to get more into like specifics with everything. But yeah, I well, want to see where this season ends, dude. The en- end. The ending. <laughs> well, I know because wh- this is just planned to be just two seasons, right? I think they can and then do we'll three. Kind of see from. Oh, okay. I think that right. because the second game is meaty, the okay. second game just keeps going. There's a point in the in the second game where like you kind of reach an ending, and then it just keeps going. Um, so they could definitely split the second game into two seasons. I could definitely see that. I mean, I just I'm so happy that this is in HBO's hands. Like HBO is gonna be like they got it. They're the one production studio out there that we can trust that there's like that they are so creator first that they're like all right craig uh guy who made last of us you said that you got two seasons you said that you got three seasons that's all you have to make we won't stretch this thing out maybe they'll try to make fucking ancillary stories and they won't be as good or whatever but like they are so good about like we aren't going to make this six seasons long and 
I'm just so happy because you know the 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 common feeling in the in the fandom was why even do this? We have the game. The game is amazing. It's yeah, perfect. It, yeah. yeah, it had set to, up for failure. it had to justify its own existence, and it did that pretty quickly. Yeah. And it it had to justify its existence to me for a different reason, which is. I yeah, I was sort of like this is coming in a little bit late into the whole zombie thing. Yeah. But it, I mean it proves this is proven over and over again. If you're doing it and doing it right, it doesn't really matter what genre you're working well, in. Well, yeah, because right. at the end of the day, like there's good genre and there's bad like there's good movies in a genre and there's um, bad movies in a genre and like actually, they can kind of exist simultaneously. Um actually they're not zombies because they're not undead. They uh, never okay. actually died and came back to life. They're infected. Are you going this is like the 28 days later <laughs> argument that you're having right now. I'm so now. sick of the it's infected genre. The fucking, <laughs> oh, your pandemic films that you're watching. Hey, M Night, take note. I okay? I do love everything they're kind of doing with the the fungus as a character. They did not do that in the game. That little bit that they threw in about like how the fungus like loves and wants to like reproduce itself. That is not in the game. I cannot wait to see where that goes because that's such a cool idea. It reminds me a lot of, in a different way, but in Chernobyl, radioactivity is Oof. a character. Like yeah. it, it has its own sound. Oh my god, yeah. the the uh, yeah. radiation. Yeah, thing? well, not just not just that. There's like there's like a deep uh, like ambient sound effect, and the and everything cuts to slow motion whenever someone is being affected by. Yeah. Uh, radioactivity like he's he's very he's a savvy writer dude that he, episode smart, where those guys have to go underneath oh, into man. the pipes yeah holy it's shit that's so good it's what so a, good what a show all right go that's Greg. the last of us um you know lee uh did like a full rewatch of chernobyl i think that's gonna, just gonna be like her show now because it's only five <laughs> episodes she's probably just gonna rewatch that her like comfort show. yeah <laughs> the Chern- <laughs> fucking chernobyls <laughs> It did come out at like such a great time of like uh, in 2019 where we're like kind of at the height of like the Trump of everything going yeah. on and like hiding things and not Power distrust of, of the government. And yeah, man, that's uh, great. shout out to Stellan and, uh, and, Jared, and Jared, Jared Harris, our favorite boys. Okay, so now it's time to talk about our most anticipated pop culture things of 2023. The way we're going to do this is... Um, we're going to try to do 23 things. Well, why don't we do 24 so then we each get seven? Okay. That's that's not it. That's that's eight. So eight. That's exactly so we'll do eight. So go ahead and clip that. Okay. And we'll just assume that one of those is going to get pushed to 24. Yeah. Because at least one thing that we yeah. mentioned here is going to get pushed. Because I have, I have a listing of last year when we did this um, of all the things that we picked that did not come out. So here are those things, okay? Actually, uh, Drew, you were not on that episode. So these are the things that you picked in 2021 that have still not it's come still out. still not come out. Is Frank Ocean album on there? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Drew picked The Curse, the Nathan Fielder, Safdie mm-hmm. Brothers, What's Emma going on Stone there? show. Guess I what? believe it, it is filming. Ph- it wrapped photog- it wrapped th- principal photography in October. Okay. So it is so, happening. Okay. Showtime. So come on. Uh that's one. And then Untitled Bo Burnham Project. 
was the other one, which I do not know if that is still happening. Uh, let's ask like Phoebe un- Bridgers. Yeah, I was going to say like <laughs> untitled, like in the bed sheets uh, with Phoebe or what? I believe that this is a script that had Beanie Feldstein and Jabuki attached mm-hmm. to it. I do not think it has moved forward in any real way. Um, Hunter, these are the things that you picked that did not come out. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now known as Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, Across the Spider-Verse, sorry. 10,000 Gex, the (laughs) album. (laughs) Killers of the Flower Moon. Barbie, the film Barbie. And Breath of the Wild 2. Now known as Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Man, am I just going to redraft everything that I just fucking drafted last year? And the only thing that I picked that did not come out is David Fincher's The Killer. Mm. Okay. So, man, so yeah, no, I know that last year you had a, a couple of big ones. You had, you beat me to Babylon. You beat me to everything everywhere. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Batman, Sandman, Northman, all the, I got all the man. You got the men. Uh, Avatar 2, obviously. I also picked Moon Knight, which when I saw that, I was like, ooh. <sighs> uh-huh. All right. Yeah, you were still really serpent, slurping up that Disney. Well, toilet. I mean, Oscar Isaac. I'm going to tell Isaac, you right now, there's not going to be a single Disney Marvel product on here, except for, um, of course, the live action yeah. adaptation of you The did, Little Mermaid. You did um, pick Doctor Strange 2. That was on that your was, list. Well, that's a Sam Raimi film more okay. than it is okay. a, a Marvel product. And it was your number one. Yeah. <laughs> You also picked. You also picked Lord of the Rings and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, two hmm. things I have not seen. <laughs> oh wait, I missed one. I missed one. I missed one. You also picked Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. So okay. I am just gonna redraft my list from last year. You also picked cool. Men. I mean, so that that's a out. bad. That's a bad one by me. That's a miss. Um, Yikes. Yeah. That's no, a not <laughs> no further. Talk about questions. ones that have not aged well since coming out. Woof. I got uh I got Don't Worry Darling. You know? Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um all those things that I just mentioned uh are back up for grabs. Mm. So they will not be included in the in the 24. Um so we start fresh. We're okay. gonna pick eight things each adding up to, to 24. So it's going to be a loose draft. Um, so let me pull up the old random name generator here. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, w- wait, no. W- w- dot Where's the, how do you do the wheel? Oh, there's the wheel. Dot com. Okay. One, two, or three dot com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's spinning and spinning and... I get to go first. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I think that this whole operation's rigged. <laughs> I know. He, he made uh, his own custom just, domain. I, like Ernest Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh my god, it's crazy! It keeps landing on me. All right, let's let's. Uh, should I spin it again? Sure. No. Just to figure out which direction we want to go. Oh or god. Drew, you can just go second. I don't care. It's landing on Drew. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right, so let's see. I get to go first. What is what is the first pick? I really need to be strategic here because I want to pick something that you guys uh, can't take away from me so that I can feel good about my, myself. Um, and that's going to be Dune Part 2. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you didn't pick Dune, I was going to pick it just to hurt you. <laughs> um, <laughs> If this movie is not my number one movie of the year this year, 
uh, something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. In the the world. Denis, like something horrible happened and they're like, yeah, we actually had to get Zack Snyder in here to finish Denis' yeah. vision. With um, my, with my 400 million letterbox likes, uh, I get a coupon to add a six star to my review. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And I will be cashing it in for Dune part two. Oh, okay. If cool. it's good. I was going to say, what if it sucks? <laughs> there have been bad part twos bad endings to stories in the past have there been bad denis villeneuve movies uh no that's still that's still still out on that one i don't think that's a thing so far what if this actually he's just like for dune part two um fuck the book i'm gonna remake enemy uh we're just gonna do enemy (laughs) we got two timmies timmies. yeah Yeah. dave bautista did assure us that austin butler is not doing the elvis voice on set are we sure about that are you sure he's not just like mama (laughs) Mom, this Baratheon man, he's <laughs> Baratheon. <laughs> I, I don't know. What do they call him? Uh, Baron Harkness. Yeah, there you go. You're getting it. See, you're getting it. Oh, oh, mama. Uh, I'm ready to embrace Arrakis. I'm ready to embrace the worm. Um, Shai Halud, take me with you. Dune part two. All right. Cool. D- Drew. I'm going to get a little strategic here. Um, Music is harder to forecast than TV and movies. Mm-hmm. It is less, it is much less known ahead of time when things are going to be dropped. Um, and I want to go with the surest thing that I have on my list for upcoming album. It's coming out very soon. It's Cracker Island. Oh, nice. Hey, okay. Yeah. I, I'm not Sorry taking what you think I'm taking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, by, the by boy gorillas. is back. I've heard that by the gorillas, boy is back. Every every single that they have dropped, like I, I, it's not as though I'm the biggest gorillas fan in the world. Yeah, I wasn't. You're not. You're not Daniel Sewanio. I wasn't here. huge into humans. Um, although it is there, uh, it, it has great tracks on it. it. Yeah, it's it's a very mixed album. Though, yeah, but the highs are really um, high on it. However, the it, the songs that have dropped speak for themselves. Hoppin'. Yeah, it's like it's like if a third of one of these movies had already been dropped and it was incredible. Yeah, and I get to draft it. You know, uh, particularly, I mean, Cracker Island itself is it, it's one of the best like pop rock songs in years. Where it's Skinny just, Ape. Yeah, where it's just on FM radio. Um, and then Baby Queen, incredible. Yeah, Baby Queen rules. So uh, I think it's it's it seems like. The vibe is guaranteed here. New gold, of course. Our I'm, boy, I'm oh, taking it. Our boy I can't Kevin. believe I'm not sick of that song yet. It's, I listen it's to song. it so much. Drew, did you know that uh, the Gorillas have actually released two other albums since Humans? No, the Now Now and uh, it, uh, Song uh, Machine. Song Machine is yeah. the Now Now like a? Uh, is actually, it like a, a, a like retroactive soundtrack to Cloud Atlas? <laughs> <laughs> the Now Now, the True True. Um, I actually, as a whole, I think the now now is like a better like overall album than humans because humans is so scattered. Yeah. Um. But, uh, song machine. I don't know if I ever listened to. To be perfect, it's a good honest. album. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now. I think Cracker Island's gonna rule. Like I have no it's doubt. It's gonna be really good. Be it seems like Damon is back on the track, and I'm excited. There, yeah. there are more features that we haven't heard that will be on the album. Yeah. Bad Booney. Stevie Nicks. Excited for Stevie Nicks one. Back. That's gonna be great. Cool. All right, Hunter. What you got? Um, man, love having two picks in a row. It's always great. Oh, snake trap right here. Fuck. Um, so I'm gonna take my two most anticipated movies that 
if they aren't like in my top five, then something terrible has happened. Uh, and first, uh, Cross the Spider Verse. Gonna go ahead and retake that one again. I saw the trailer for the first time uh, in theaters before seeing 80 for Brady this past weekend. Oh, sick. And I was like, oh, so this is just gonna be even better than Into the Spider Verse. Okay, cool. So we're just gonna get back in there and just have this be even better than the first time. Um, I'm so excited. Into the Spider Verse, like, was I think my number two the year that it came out in twenty and it has only aged and it's just so well aged so well. Let me tell you, it's the best looking four K that I own. The four K of Into the Spider. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the right moment to pop it in. It's so goddamn. It's like stupid beautiful. Like I just had like a moment where you know when you're like saying it theaters and like your mouth kind of drops open. And you're like, how fuck did they do this? Like I had that experience at home while watching this movie. So can't wait for that. Um, and then, uh, I'm going to go back to the well of things that were previously drafted and fucking Ethan Hunt is back guys. That's expected. Uh, mission impossible dead reckoning. I almost didn't even put it on my list just because I knew it'd be gone. Dude. Like, it's just like fall on, hold on. Mission colon (laughs) impossible dash dash dead reckoning colon dash no is it a dash or a colon part one or is it just dead reckoning part one i think it's just dead reckoning i think they were like we can't have any more <laughs> no more dashes no more colons this is like yeah. a fucking coheed album uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay so i've heard that claudio does have an appearance claudio is actually going to be the new uh the new jeremy renner to replace oh good good uh tom hanks in this franchise no i somehow this franchise has just it just keeps getting better and I don't really know how they're doing it, that they're like, yeah, around uh, four and five, we really started hitting our stride. And Mission Possible Fallout, the sixth entry, was the best one yet. I have said it before, off mic and on mic, that that movie should be in the same conversation with Mad Max Fury Road for the best made action movies of the 21st century. It's a banger. It's perfectly well done. Um have you guys watched? You guys watched the Tom Cruise the uh, motorcycle the stunt, jump, the motorcycle Insane. jump. I watched it and like I, I think I've watched it like three or four times at this point. I'm just like fucking inject this into my veins. I want to fucking shoot this shit up right now. I'm so ready for it. McHugh, oh, yeah. he's love the man. him, love him. All right, Drew, back to you. I can't believe your first pick was gorillas. Yeah. You could have had that. Yeah. You know, no one gives a shit about them. Right? You know, <laughs> Danny's you know, not even here. Drew, did you oh, know? Shit, Drew. He's not. I thought something was, was off today. Drew, did you know that, like, when I know that go by the name Gorillas, did you know it's just one guy? Yeah. It's just a gorilla. I don't care about a gorilla. Hey, Damon doesn't look that much like a gorilla. Okay. Could be nice. I have to, I have to take Barbie. Nice. Ooh. That's that's literally was my number three. If I, I was looking at my movie list, I think the week before this movie comes out, we should have like a moment to breathe and acknowledge that we will live in a pre Barbie world mm-hmm. because everything will change in a post Barbie world. Yes, we're not ready. Um, Greta Gerwig is two for two with a bullet. She is she is a strong two for two directorially yeah. arguably two like perfectly made movies. Yeah. <laughs> like um, this is this movie stylistically interests me um the cast that interests me oh that the God. premise interests me 
Um, oh, and also it's co-written with her husband and one of the best screenwriters alive, Noah Baumbach. Are they still so. married? Or are they? Wasn't, wasn't I don't think they've ever like gotten married. Well, together. Yeah, like, they're a partner. committed partner. They've been it, together for over a decade. Yeah, well, at this don't point. put a fucking label on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. Mm. That's what Barbie said to Ken. I think it's a line <laughs> in the movie. Um, incredibly excited for Barbie. Should we like do like a series where we review all the other Barbie movies? Yes, like all the animated let's, Barbie movies. There are no, like review, there are like dozens. Let's review every Mattel movie. There are so many. That'll be our next. Instead of doing like a a character or like a a, a career arc series, we'll just review every toy movie. There's. I'm hyped for the Bionicle one. That's gonna be a great one. There's no way that this movie's bad, right? Like I'm like. It's like a less than almost, 1% chance. The thing is, like, the vibes coming out of the set, like, whatever, okay, if you take the vibes of Don't Worry Darling and you completely invert those, that's how it feels on Barbie. Everybody's like, yeah, this was the greatest time of our life and we made an amazing movie and everybody just had a great time and we all love each other. It's like, that's great. I'm just like, I no notes. Just do whatever you want for the rest of your life. She, yeah, Greta is about to right the wrongs that Harry Styles did at the Grammys <laughs> this weekend. I think there's a, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I heard that Beyonce culturally appropriated Harry Styles at the Grammys. Beyonce had, had that Macklemore text like ready to go just, yeah. just in case she won because she was going to regret it so much. She was going to be like, Hey, Hey bro, you deserve this one. Like, like no cap. I think, um, I think if, if there is a, uh, a world in which this movie goes into like, the territory of like the highest grossing movie of the year and like the best picture race mm. like w- th- that's in the cards yeah for it's, this and the movie that's coming out the same day which i'm sure we're also going to talk about momentarily um i think that might be my pick yeah actually. just go for it that's, a, that's two, a transition so right here oppenheimer so, yeah. Yeah, I, Oppenheimer's the fact that Barbie exciting. and Oppenheimer are coming out the same day. This is like a classic. Like this is the shit that used to happen like the seventies and the eighties, where it's like, oh yeah, like Nashville came out the same day as like all the presidents men. Where it's like, wh- or what, like how, what, how'd this happen? Nolan, you know, he's returned from uh, running backwards, and he's running even more backwards into the dawn of the atomic bomb. Uh, there is a teaser out for this as well. Um, it looks like it is going to be a huge showcase for Mr. Killian Murphy playing Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Finally uh, making our guy a lead. The yeah. guy from all those like success memes. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from all those billionaire mindset memes. Wait, is that the guy from, is that the guy from Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Is that him? The guy who's it's, like his name the, is Peaky Blinders. Oh my God. The guy who's dressed <laughs> like he's on the Titanic. <laughs> Wait, so is Oppenheimer playing Peaky Blinder playing the guy who made the bomb. No, it's Scarecrow as Peaky okay. Blinders. Scarecrow. Oi, 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 I become deaf. Destroy <laughs> playing, playing Tom Hanks in Cloud Atlas. Um, is is Michael Caine playing the atomic bomb in this? Yeah. Is that is that his secret role? There I, I meant to say this when we were talking about Last of Us, but there is a hundred percent there's an alternate universe where Carl Urban gets that role because the boys is not happening, yeah. and mm. it's like way worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's way worse. I'll, I'll respect to him. I do want to ask because um, so we're talking about like oi, <laughs> oi, uh, not great. Um, of course, there's like the whole thing. Whatever the actual trailer for this drop, also a trailer that I just watched for the first time in theaters uh, pretty recently. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there's the whole thing of, like, did Nolan actually sell for the atomic bomb? Which, of course, he didn't. But um, do we? Yeah, he did. Do we think that he asked? Do we think that he, like, definitely asked around? We're like, hey, so, like, if we go, like, where could we go that I could set off an atomic I bomb? heard that he was dropping false intelligence to the Kremlin yeah. sort of and then just following them around with cameras See, in the hopes that they would nuke the well, Ukraine. No, no, no. Well, what I heard was that he wasn't able to get a hold of um nuclear bombs, but he was trying to just like see what he could get on film. So he hijacked a Chinese weather balloon. Right. Okay. And then flew that like outside the eastern coastline just to see if he could get anything to bite. Please nuke me. Please nuke me. I'm nuke me so hard. So much money like, on camera. Chris, you're right outside of Charleston, we are gonna drop a nuke right now. I he's up there like fuck. I should have brought like a gun fuck. up here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, um, yeah, we set off like a mini nuke. It was tiny. It was small. <laughs> it's like this big. I just zoomed in really, close yeah. so it looked like a nuke. I blew up with one atom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited for this movie. I, I Nolan, you know, people have all kinds of crazy takes about his movies. I'm always really happy with them. Um, his non-Batman movies, I think, have all been really successful. I know Tenet is like, you know, people... Are, it brought us back to the movies. Yeah. You know? There's it, a lot of contention on that, but it, it, well, it ended it did, COVID. It did bring Tom Hanks to the theaters. And never forget Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom, Cruise. <laughs> Tom Hanks stayed home <laughs> yeah, because he, he got, got COVID. COVID during um, Elvis. <laughs> I I enjoyed Tenet for what Tenet is great. I enjoyed man. it more than I enjoyed a better movie, which was uh, his previous movie, Dunkirk. Uh, yeah, Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. I, I, I all yeah. all of these all of these movies are fucking great. This, the other day I rewatched Interstellar, banger. Like this dude is he's so talented. I'm I'm, I'm more than anything interested. In this movie, I want to see what he does because this is going to have to be his most grounded movie ever. Yeah, he, he is. It, I mean, he's it's a real man, like a biopic. For yeah. all, this yeah, is the closest for all of the get. hate he gets about sort of having a mechanical mind, he is very imaginative with that mechanical mind. He likes to construct worlds, and he's yeah. gonna have to play it pretty close to earth here well i think that that's why i could see this is going to be like as close as nolan's never going to play i don't see him ever playing the oscar game in the same way even something like fincher kind of tried to do with mank where he's like i want to make a movie to win awards and i feel like this is as close as we're gonna get where it's checking off the box of doing the biopic relatively young well yeah no he'll get there his thing is like his movies make fucking money. Right. Like he's their events. one of the last original filmmakers that we have working today. That's just like, I can print a hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Him anymore. and Boz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Boz. I, uh, but Boz, we gotta like, we just got Elvis. We have to wait another like 14 years before we get the next Boz. Christopher Elvis too. Christopher Nolan's Elvis. Oh my God. <laughs> go, go, going back to Mr. Peaky blinders. Uh, all the shots of Killian in the trailer uh, make him look like he's having a panic attack. And that's like the right way to approach this movie. Like the creator of the atomic bomb zeroing in on him ha having like a crisis because he knows what his work means and what it's going to do. That's the way to approach this. And I'm I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Um. So I get another pick here. I think I'm going to go to... Uh, television land. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm going to take Succession season <gasps> four. Yeah. It premieres in probably a month, I want to say. I think right end after of, uh, after Last of Us is over. Yeah, it's like mid-March, end of March, yeah. something like that. So, so we, we get like five more weeks of Last of Us and then Straight right after succession. that. Oh Man, HBO, what Fuck. a start. And we just came off of White Lotus, too? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Man, <laughs> they called the home box office for a reason. Um. So, yeah, I mean, this show, like, I don't, again, I... I don't see how this could be bad. Like they have proven themselves time after time. And like, even to a point where, um, each season has kind of just been better than the last. So, you know, I don't want to put the expectation of like, Oh, you have to give me the greatest TV season ever made. But by all means, like if, if Jesse, and uh and crew can do it go for it <laughs> um because i think they can and i don't know if this story has like way more seasons left in the tank it might go to five and that's it um but i'm i'm really excited man i this this show is so good we love it yeah it's, it's perfection it's incredible all right succession said what you got drew <sighs> oh i'm conflicted i'm very conflicted right now there's a lot of good stuff left, um, which is good, but Hunter's coming right around the bend here, and I'm not liking that. It's fine. We're all friends here. We all get to enjoy these products together. Well, that's... that's I'll let you guys... Don't, I'll, you know what? I'll let you guys watch Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, bit. okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. I good. have to be true to myself and just take the curse again. Um, if you didn't, I was going to just because I mean, if this I comes fucking, out, if this comes out, it's going to be. Shit. If this comes out, it's just it's going to roll. There's a zero percent chance of this being bad. I don't, I don't see them delaying it any further. If it's shot, it's it, it has it to wrapped photography year. in October. It's in yeah. the edit room, so it's I, it's got to be. I just don't out. see it not coming out this year. They've been sitting on it for so long. HBO doesn't do that. You know what I mean? HBO, I don't think mm-hmm. you're allowed to do HBO that. HBO doesn't it's, just leave shit in the can, especially oh. Fuck. No, but here's the thing. Actually, it's Paramount Plus with Showtime. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but Showtime has been pretty good with like letting creators kind of have more pure freedom to do stuff lately. I mean, shit. That's why David Lynch ended up taking Twin Peaks the Return to Showtime instead of HBO. Cause yeah. he was like, I want the blankest of blank checks. And at this point, I feel like when you combine the talents of Fielder, Emma Stone, and the Safety Bros together, it's like, no, just whatever they want. They want more money, keep giving it to them. Um, did you see that photo of them in the stew? No. There was they were in the studio with one of the tricks point never. Nathan Fielder, the Safties, oh. and one of Tricks Point Never. That's like a that's like a Man. designated survivor scenario. Like if you bomb that room, like I, <laughs> we have to leave like Kyle Mooney out of that room so I can <laughs> I can still have a reason to live yeah. <laughs> if they get murdered. Um, yeah. So, so so to recap, what it is? This is Nathan. This is Emma Stone. This is the Safdie brothers, including Benny co-starring. Oof. Um, God damn. This is going to be so good. Yeah, I, I it can't miss. Corbin Burnson from Psych. Dane, mm. you listening? Uh, <laughs> cool. Sean, Sean's dad from Psych. Kind of a, a TV legend. Barkhad Abdi, a.k.a. I'm the captain now, a.k.a. he's in good mm-hmm. times. So that's mm. the connection with the Safties, obviously. 
Um, does he play the guy who gets like a bottle of acid who like shoves <laughs> yes, yeah. like approximately like four thousand tabs of acid and then like his yeah, brain per- yeah. it wasn't melts in front of your eyes. It, it turns out that didn't it was it was not real. Um, Wait, was, what? They didn't actually feed him that. He was he was like pretending. I somehow. thought that they got like a brain dead man to be in. This I know it was it was. Oh, I, I don't get he it. Was the one who was cursed. These these guys are magicians. Mm. Um, the the premise is that. Uh, Nathan and Emma, I believe. Wait, is yeah? Is it Nathan? It, it and, might be Benny. I th- I thought it was Nathan and Emma are a married couple doing like an HGTV type show, and then Benny is the TV producer making okay. it, and they are slowly realizing that the house they're renoing is haunted. That's uh, so funny. <laughs> I great. Uh, yeah, I've been excited for this for since for two years, several years. <laughs> this, it, is well, now, this, this is now got, year three. This got announced. The was it during the final Nathan for you season? It was when this he got was right his. Afterwards? It was given a green light, uh, the perfect time, February twenty twenty. Oh, okay, oh cool. sick. great, great time to get a green light <laughs> for your project. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. was when that was when it was announced that like Nathan had an overall deal with HBO. It was like he he signs an overall deal with HBO, and also he has this other thing going on with too. Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Shot in New Mexico, so it is going to be the next Breaking Bad. Nice. Yeah. It'll be orange, mm-hmm. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So excited. I can't wait. All right, Hunter. Okay. Hit us with it. Uh two picks here. Uh first, I have to I have to give my pick for the Babylon give a tour that I love. Let this man cook and do not restrict his runtime. And that is Bo is Afraid. The new Ari Aster yeah. film. Nice. Um, I, almost, I almost went with this. Originally titled Disappointment Boulevard, which is a better title than Bo is Afraid. Let me let me make that clear. Um, that that feel when you find out Fleischman is in trouble. Man, <laughs> I just, and now I just found out that Bo is afraid too. When, when what Bo, is yeah. happening um, to this world? So originally this film was supposed to come out this past year. Uh, and then the original cut of it was four hours long. And they said, no, thank you, Ari Aster. And I said, F-. but no, uh, the premise for this movie is that it is a decades spanning surrealist horror film set in an alternate present in which Joaquin Phoenix uh, plays as Bo, an extremely anxious but pleasant looking man who has a fraught relationship with his overbearing mother and never even knew his father. When his mother dies, he makes a journey home that involves some wild supernatural threats. Um, originally the cut, the first cut of this movie was four hours long. Okay. Fuck yes. Give that to me. When right it was now. called Disappointment Boulevard. When it was called Disappointment Boulevard. Um, you don't get to I draft think the director's cut. I, unfortunately I don't. I think A24 was like, Ari, we love you. We cannot put this out in f- theaters. So he's like, fine, I'll make you a three hour cut. Um, I'm already ready for like the 4k master director's cut of this set. thing um after babylon i'm just all in i'm just like my my Ma- guys maximalist. guys who are just like here on my corner is like my my directors make your movies longer yeah make them as long as you want no restrictions i cannot wait for this i'm so I, excited i am curious if this is going to be a horror movie because like i hereditary and midsommar are definitely horror movies is this what you described described as a surrealist horror okay yeah so we'll we'll see i think 
I especially after Hereditary is like, I mean, it's extremely well done, but that is like a by the numbers horror movie. I think Midsommar really kind of leveled him up in my mind for what he's capable of doing yeah. uh, because that movie isn't as traditionally horror as something like Midsommar is, but it is so much more unnerving when you're watching it. And the, the feelings that he is able to bring out when it is broad daylight, when he's not hiding behind the shadows, he's not having to use like the tricks of the camera to kind of like fool your mind into seeing things that aren't there. He's like, we are going to make this in the starkest light as possible and have you like shivering at certain moments. Um, and it's Joaquin a, and fresh Joaquin. off his Oscar. It's Joaquin, uh, which based on the poster, it looks like it's Joaquin, uh, like Times normal four. age, uh, very old Joaquin. We have baby Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Um, when it looked like the name of the movie was Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> that's all it said on the poster. Just, Joaquin Phoenix is bigger yeah. than the title. Bo is afraid. I did see there. There was some guy on TikTok going on about like how there's apparently like a viral marketing campaign for this movie that involves like a fake corporation, like a fake logo. Apparently there's a there's like a, a studio logo on the poster that's like not a real studio. And this guy on TikTok went on like a deep dive into like what that is. And apparently it's like in you can see it in the in the trailer like in the background i don't know i've i haven't watched something going on i'm 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 avoiding the trailer until if it plays in theaters like before i go see a movie then i'll i'll tune in for it uh but otherwise i i don't need to see a trailer for this movie i'm so excited ari aster is one of my favorite living filmmakers so yeah can't wait for that um you get another pick right i know where do i want to go next with this um you know what? I don't have, I only have three movies so far, so I'll go, I'll go a little bit off the board here. And fellas, I don't know if you know this or not, but the boys are back. Oh, shit. The boys are fucking back. Fallout Fall Boy has a new album coming out this year. And this is a pick from the heart. At the end of the day, we got to be true to ourselves with these lists. And I'm, I'm just talking about what's my most anticipated things. It's this fucking album, man. They put out two singles and they're fucking bangers. They're so good. The first time that I heard Love from the Other Side, I like It's a had, great song. I had my bones were shaking. I was like, we are here. This is like listening to fucking Infinity on High again for the first time. This is like listening to Folia Do. I'm so excited. I cannot fucking wait for this album to come out. Um Heartbreak Feels So Good is also just a straight banger. It's really, really grown on me, especially like the pre-chorus, chorus part of the song. Die little, die little. Oh. It's like so classic. <laughs> so Fucking Pete is in his bag again out here. Yeah, He's, apparently Do you believe writing, in bad miracles? He's like out here quoting nope and shit. Like, let's go, baby. Writing in a cinema? Mm-hmm. I know. Watching E.T. Yeah, on mute. (laughs) Just like, yeah, we just played E.T. on mute and like got like an orchestra to come in to help us think. It's it's incredible. Every story that I'm hearing about them. uh, I don't know if you guys watched their performance at Metro in uh, Chicago that they released on their YouTube page. Um, I know. Oh, is that that what Danny shared? Yeah, I know that friend of the pod, Danny. I don't watch anything he shares. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah, that's fair. It's usually like Danny? it's usually like twenty seven hours of Jamiroquai. So right, like right, right. I wouldn't either <laughs> click on those links. They definitely give you viruses. Love you, um, Danny. But uh, I did watch that full performance that they had at Metro, and I was like, man, they got it. Uh, I saw that they went on tour, and I was like, yes, no, give me pet seats, give me or pit. I want. Well, to you stand got you got tickets, around. right? Yeah, yeah, I got pit. I got pet seats for those, baby. We're getting oh, yeah. up in there. Fob. Also playing with Bring Me the Horizon. So. All right, Drew, you're up. No. Hold on. Uh, What's it going to be? I can. Um, Is it going to be Fast X? I've heard. Uh, I think he's going to take Fast X. I've heard that you're like really, really hyped to jump into the Quantum Mania. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is saying that Drew cannot wait for Quantum Mania. I Mandalorian season three. You're I, like, I haven't seen the first two, but I think season three is going to be the, the one, one I jump I in. I don't think I can do Quantum Mania. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Oh, it looks man. like man, shit. Let me tell you. So I just sidebar real quick. I went and uh, rewatched Avatar because I wanted to see it again in IMAX before it was going to be replaced by Quantum Mania. They show the trailer and. It's a fucking crime against humanity that you have to sit through Quantum Mania trailer and then watch Avatar. I watched the trailer and I was like, you know, I thought it was fine. I thought it looked like a Marvel movie, but then you see that in IMAX and the uh, what do you what do you call the visual effects term where it's like the um, uh, like pixel matching where it's like basically you're just seeing the same image like mapped over and over again. And everything oh my it, God. it makes the image look flat. <laughs> And then you watch Avatar, and it's like, oh, my God, there's so much depth and life to everything that you're seeing here. Okay. Thank you for vamping. There you go. Got you. I can always talk about I just, visual effects. Well, <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to go, because, like, in one way, this is chalk, but in another way, it's very much not, because there has been, this is such, like, a long-delayed and, like, hardly-discussed project that it, it it's almost not, it's under-discussed. Roosevelt. Oh, Yeah. A Martin Scorsese movie that is coming out this year that is starring Leonardo DiCaprio. R recent affairs aside, you a mean good actor. The Killers, the of, killers the of the Flower Moon? Is about Teddy Roosevelt? No. This Gu is not. Guys. Is, you cannot pick a fake movie, Drew. <laughs> guys, <laughs> look it up. I think I just got I think I just got one over on you guys. No. No. It if you're going to pick a Martin Scorsese movie, pick <laughs> the Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> Why? What's so great about Killers of the Flower Moon? What is this movie? <laughs> it's a biopic of a top five most interesting president, Teddy Roosevelt. You just want to pick something that is going to get pushed because it's not going to come out because it hasn't been filmed. It's been filmed. Has it been filmed? I don't Are know. Sure that this, <laughs> I think this is in like pre, pre, pre pro production. I think where this like has been in Martin development. Martin Scorsese is like, if like I hit 95, years. I'll make a Roosevelt. There isn't any cast associated with this. It's just Leo and writer Scott Bloom. They had a conversation about it. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, Leo, and IMDb you should play, is like, we got this. You should play Teddy Roosevelt. And he was like, maybe. And they're like, don't worry, we'll get the we'll get the writer of um we'll get the guy who writes this to be the guy who played FBI agent number three in Smoke and Aces and I, has no other writing. Credits. We're we're bringing in fresh blood to the writer's room. Okay, so I'm writing in <laughs> Roosevelt mm -hmm. on the list here. A real movie. Mm-hmm. 
that is definitely coming out. I see no issue with this. Why didn't you just take Killers of the Flower Moon? It's just right there for you. You're fucking J.R. Smithing your list right now. Just Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't know. That's your pick. You pick Roosevelt. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true to me. Okay. All right. Okay, 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 okay. So I get two picks. Uh, one of them is still going to be in TV land. Um, and I think I'm going to go with... Oh, man, I got I got a couple options here. Um, let's go with Invincible season two. Nice. Um, I thought the first season was good. I think the the second season has potential to be great. They've really been stewing on it, taking their time with it. Um, we got a little mini glimpse at their work recently, just like one scene, and the animation already looks way better. I've heard great things from people that have read the book about what is yet to come in the story. Um, and I have, I have faith that they're going to nail it. It's um, Robert Kirkman over on Amazon prime video animated show. Very brutal, very violent, but also really fun and really well done. Uh, kind of like a, a Spider-Man Superman sort of take uh, on an original idea. Invincible. Mm. Nice. Okay. What else? I'm super excited for it. Okay. Um, Roosevelt is taken. Roosevelt is taken, you, you can't so I can't, I can't mm. take that one. I'm jumping yeah, back over. He's scrambling so fucking <laughs> yeah. hard right now. He's going to so He's going to scroll to like page eight on Rotten Tomatoes movies coming out this year. I'm jumping back over to movie land. Um, Let's see. Let's There's some see. good real movies that are coming out this year, too. Actually, low-key, like, a pretty good year for real movies. I could. That's as not what well I've been as, hearing. Yeah, you've heard that fake movies are all the rage? <laughs> theoretical <laughs> movies are my favorite. So, God, we should start a theoretical movie podcast. <laughs> I already, I actually already reviewed Roosevelt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take something. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay. <laughs> I gave, I, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh God oh, damn no. it! it Why so are you excited high. about it? <laughs> it was so high. You're excited about how bad it was. <laughs> I, I hate it. You're gonna like hate watch Roosevelt. It's you a, like it's watched a, it and you're like, hey. Maybe you should have tried the other Roosevelt, okay? Yeah. It's, it's one and a half stars at best. <laughs> Score says he's worst. <laughs> Marty, Marty, look, you can't hit them all out of the park, kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to take something that when we get to the end of the year, we're looking back. I'm hoping that this is a great movie. Okay. I'm, I, I don't, there's no assurances of this. This mm -hmm. is, this is a gamble, huge, huge gamble. And that is Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny directed by James Mangold, a great director who has given us straight down the middle. Good movies mm -hmm. consistently at worst. Good. At he worst, does, like really good dad movies. He doesn't have any real stinkers 
in his filmography. Um, and he's been given the keys to this franchise. Harrison Ford is way too fucking old. <laughs> he's doing the press circuit for like his fake TV show that he's on that nobody is going to watch that and he can barely like, speak. That is like the most watched thing on television, but only if you are over 75 years old, he you was on 1893. Yeah. He was on Colbert and Colbert was like, um, so you have, uh, 1923 and shrinking. These are real shows. And he's like, I don't fucking know. I, I don't give a shit. Do you think that they did like a co-pro Apple and Paramount and they just like were like, I just keep him in the same outfit. It's fine. <laughs> we can't get him to change costumes. I like this pick. It, I, I'm i excited for it. Mangled I'm Rocks. Hopeful. Ma well, Mangled Rocks and also Indiana Jones Rocks. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, for as flawed as that movie is, it's still like, pretty fun it's still yeah. an indiana jones movie i watched that movie for the first time since in theaters um before uh fablemans came out is just like a revisiting kind of looking through uh spielberg's career and that movie is like it's it's like kind of bad but like it's very fun yeah even at worst like it's just having so much fun and even like the actors aren't like they're kind of just hamming it up that's something that's always kind of been good about the indiana jones franchise is that there's a little bit of winking to the camera that's happening with all right. of it and so i think that at worst there will still be some of that in this and i'll be like a nice fun time also featuring phoebe waller bridge mm -hmm. exactly in the movie Our mads, mads mickelson in the movie antonio banderas p pw he, he, he was just like like help bring them food off not actually in the movie right puss in boots yeah he was just puss in boots just there for like comedic relief boyd boyd holbrook also in there mm -hmm. phoebe waller bridge is second build in this movie like she is the the second most important character in this movie like she is essentially the next indiana jones she is the yeah. shia labeouf notice who's not in this movie <laughs> shia labeouf um. um so i'm excited for her to get to fucking shine in a cool adventure movie like this i don't know how much uh harrison ford is going to be able to do because he is uh 80 years old <laughs> And it is getting questionable to see him on screen. It is a little sad to see him like still wearing the Indiana Jones outfit. It's like, my man, mm -hmm. like let's, let's let it go. It's time. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think that um, there's supposed to be a lot of like de-aging technology in this movie. And if they manage to pull that off, if they manage to sell that and give us like a really good story, that kind of clicks with this idea of Indy being this, you know, old man that's still trying to do these young man things. I think it could be good. I think it could be really successful. Um, so those are my picks, Invincible and Indiana Jones. So we're back to you, Drew. Please pick a real movie. I beg you. You're, you guys might not think this is real. <laughs> <laughs> maybe take killers of the flower <laughs> you're like the martin's chris says he has two movies mm. coming out this year actually coolidge the calvin coolidge story. <laughs> <laughs> the jennifer coolidge it was just like behind the scenes of making white lotus season two it's just mike white and jennifer coolidge just getting sloshed coming what? out coming out the year before oppenheimer truman <laughs> um okay uh, you know just just for the sake of of getting it 
I'm going to take the killer. Nice. Oh, Fincher. Yeah. It's Fincher. I've heard that it's the new Mank. That's that's what I'm counting on not happening. I, I Are you going to watch this one at 0.75 speed? That's Yeah, I'm hoping that it's cool. it's worth... That's like the ultimate honor you could give a film. Fossbender, yeah. back. I want this movie slower. I actually, I watched Babylon on 0.25 speed. Wow. I wanted to take Christ. a whole day. That final montage <laughs> I watched on 0.1 speed. Yeah, so you can like pick out all the Yeah, because they're actually, he's actually playing entire movies. In, in, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, you have watched Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, So it's a neo-noir. David Fincher is one of our great living directors. Um, I was the other day I was, I was talking about him with someone and I, I, I really, because of, because of Mank among, you know, and also just his general lack of output in the last decade or so, you know, he's cooled off in my mind, but he is, he's gotta be one of my five favorite directors ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did, he did Mindhunter. Like he was, he was on the precipice of like becoming a huge you know, kind of mini series streaming giant, and it like didn't quite happen. I know. I mean, his. You know, I he would was personally rather him make movies oh, than mini series. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> so this is based on a French graphic novel series, and it will star Fassbender. Yep. And Tilda Swinton. Um, and I've heard that among others will will also be in it. Oh, I'm sure it's fucking David Fincher. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, yeah, I just I want a Fincher movie on my list, even if I famously was not thrilled by Mank. Yeah, you weren't part of the Mank hive, which is unfortunate. History is going to frown upon you as not giving Mank credit. That's true. It, it Mank is only the the legend of Mank has only grown since it w- released. It has been. Did you see actually that the Academy of Motion Pictures retroactively gave it Best Picture? They said like we made a mistake. Netflix had to retire it from its top 10 because it would be number one every day. Well, yeah, no, it's (laughs) like the last like two years. It is number one on the top mank of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It it at least has that one. Yeah. If um, listeners of the pod, whoever owns the URL mankoftheday.com, if you could please (laughs) sell that to us, we would all appreciate that. I think we could buy that. I guarantee you. Um, Can we buy mank of the day? Can we do every, like every frame of mank? Yeah, this, this is definitely available. Every, oh, every frame of manking. Yeah. <laughs> Mank just, rules, David Fincher rules. I can't wait for this. It's a new fucking Fincher project. Are you kidding me? Exactly. It, it, I don't like, want to I don't want to overthink, you know? Also, it's called The Killer. Like yeah. that's how He's like, "Fine, you didn't like my little Mank movie. I'm going to give you The Fucking Killer." Here and you it go, is, sickos. Oh, and it is a thriller about a killer yeah. exactly he's good at those um what genre is mank it's an epic <laughs> genuine literally what genre, <laughs> what is mank i it's a biopic about mank i don't know i mean a real ca- man like what genre is uh 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> <laughs> what genre is the bible okay yeah. all right uh fucking f- hey fiction you know what i mean <laughs> can't say that all right the killer um, hunter fuck, i yeah. don't know where i want to go with this here so i've got two picks now 
I don't just want to end up. My problem is that I don't just want to draft the same things that were on my list last year because it's like, oh, cool. Martin Scorsese is a real movie that's coming out. <laughs> Nobody that's cares so about not, that. But it's not about a president. <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> such. About that no anymore. one gives a fuck. Um, Does it have I, any of the people on the Mount Rushmore mountain on I, it? Be- no. I'd fall asleep before I finish saying the title of that long ass <laughs> fucking movie. Here's the thing this movie might not come out this year. Um, oh, but it's okay when you take one. That might not. Come. Well, this is a real movie that apparently has been shot and is now just sitting. Okay, Roosevelt was announced in 2017, and nothing is okay. Well, so we're I'm taking basically the the Teddy Roosevelt of the sports car world, and it's a new Michael Mann film called Ferrari. That has that has shot. They're that is shot. Them. Uh, apparently it's done, but there's no announcement of a release date or anything like that. Uh, Michael Mann has a new film, fucking guy who made heat guy who made thief. Uh, one of just the best filmmakers that we have at making like high tense, clinch your seat cinema. Um, and he has a new film that is about Enzo Ferrari. It is starring Adam driver as Enzo Ferrari, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, Let's fucking go. Adam Driver of 65? Adam Driver of uh, House of Gucci. My wow. favorite Italian-American, uh, Adam Driver. Odd name. Odd name. Yeah, I, there isn't much that's out about this movie, which is why... There are pictures of Adam Driver as yeah, Ferrari. But there isn't really like much as far as like what this story is about, like what exactly is going on here. If you try and do a lot of research, it's kind of unclear if like it is finished is it like sitting in the editing bay has it completely wrapped in his uh stx just fucking sitting on this thing stx historically kind of shaky whenever it comes to actually like when they're going to release their fucking films um do you think that michael mann uh cast adam driver by looking at his name Yeah, and they're like, he actually had never seen one of his films before. He didn't. He thought he was like no, doing he like he thought he was doing like a Chloe Zhao. He was getting like a non-actor to play his leading role. He told the casting director like, "We need someone who's a driver." He's like, "Get get me Scott Speedman," and they were like, "No, <laughs> we're not doing that one." <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yeah. Uh, Robert Slow got screwed in that casting call. <laughs> <laughs> he he really had the part locked in. He rehearsed so much. <laughs> got turned away just immediately. That's fucked oh, up. Oh fuck. <laughs> um. So that's Ferrari. That's one of my picks. Um. God, I'm between a couple different things for what I want to do here because I know I'm only going to have two picks left whenever this comes back around to me. Um, I'm going to go with one that I don't think you guys are going to draft, but I am personally, it's very, very high on my list here. And that is the new Jonathan Glazer film, The Zone of Interest. Um, Jonathan oh, Glazer. Under the Skin guy. Uh, guy who made Under the Skin. One of my favorite movies of the decade. Fucking pervert. Um, pervert. I think that that movie is like visually one of the most intoxicating films that I have seen in years. Like just as soon as I saw it, it was a movie that came out whenever we were in college. And I was like, I've never seen that done with a camera before. And I, it's now been under the skin came out in what? 2014. 
So we're at nine years separated yeah. from that. Yeah, because and the, he hasn't done much. 2013, so it's 10 years. Before that, he did Birth in 2004, Sexy Beast in 2000, and critically, I don't know if you knew this, Hunter, but in 1996, <laughs> he directed a Jamiroquai Was music it? video. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Danny, this pick is for you. It's uh, called Virtual Insanity. Incredible. Man, I gotta check let's it out. Go. Uh, so this movie, not a lot is out about it right now, except for the fact that it apparently is like done filming, like it's ready to go. It's in post. Um, it, the premise of it, the logline is pretty simple. It's a Nazi officer falls in love with a woman of a commander, with the woman of the commander of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Christ. So uh, I think this is going to be heavy. I'm going to guess it's going to be a awards contender. And who knows? It could be this year's tar. As far as just like a director, a filmmaker that's been admired by the Academy and maybe right. like now going to get his due doing more of like an Oscar type film. I granted Todd Field had received a little bit of Oscar support where um, Jonathan Glazer is more art housey. Um, the cast is all relatively unknowns. Um, and I can't fucking wait. I'm going to guess that it's not going to be necessarily as Oscar baity down the middle, uh, as that log line might suggest, given Jonathan Glazer's yeah. prior films. I'm sure that there's going to be some insane, some weird shit. uh, visual shit that's going to be happening on there. Um, I was kind of between this and also Ernie, I don't know if you've heard the rumors that Shane Carruth has a film that's apparently coming out this year. Oh, The Modern Ocean has been... Isn't it canceled? Yet? Yeah, that's the for thing. God's sakes. The, yeah. the Modern Ocean has been in development forever, <laughs> and after the allegations, it's not going to happen. It's just completely done. It's just, that's it. Yeah. Um, But our boy, Jonathan Glazer, is perfectly a, a, a saintly boy, and he would never do anything. I'm, I'm watching this Jamiroquai video right now, and it's... <laughs> It's so sick. Is but it cool looking? You always forget how big that guy's hat was. Yeah. You know, and then you see it and you're like, wow. Um, it has 219 million views on YouTube. Oh. Jamiroquai video. Wow. Good, good That's got to be pretty high up as far as Jamiroquai views on a music it's video. It's the again. lowest of all of their songs. Oh, oh it's, that's at the bottom. <laughs> Even though like the lyric videos by fans <laughs> oh, okay. have more views right. than that. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so that those were you too, right? You got yeah. Ferrari, you got that. The zone of interest. Quality. Those are good picks. I'm going, I'm going Atois. I Atois. I'm going with one that may not be on your radars now, but I have a feeling. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> have I lost my respect? Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know if you knew this, but the uh, story of the last pandemic. Uh Taft starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He actually just walked straight off the set of the whale and walked into filming for Taft. Yeah. Same same deal. It was like a day night shift. Thing. Would you watch a Taft film made by Darren Aronofsky? <laughs> Where it's like, you know what? Taft was kind of like the Jesus Christ of the modern yeah. times. What do you what do you guys know about White House plumbers? You heard of this? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I'm super excited. This has this. been on my yeah. radar. We have seen clips of this in the HBO uh preview of the year. So it's, it is it's coming. Our boy, this is Justin real. Thoreau is back, baby. With a mustache. Uh-huh. Give him- Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson is incredible. An, an- Unreal. The duo. vibes on set must have been oh unbelievable. My God. Just a, a phenomenal duo. David Mandel of Cat in the Hat fame. This is <laughs> this year, the right? creator of the show. This is yeah. It's this is Veep people. The the yeah the the creators of Veep people uh, directed by Mandel, who was the showrunner of Veep. 
It's a miniseries. It's about Watergate. It is Harrelson and fucking Thoreau. Thoreau. Daddy. So is this is this a sequel to White House Down? No. Okay. It's a prequel. Oh, I heard that the plumbers like they don't do a good job. So they're <laughs> they like, come, gonna, it comes down. It comes down. Yeah, and then Channing and and Jamie Fox have to deal with it. Is that is it Channing? I thought that was a a, a Gerard Butler film. No, that's Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, this is a sequel to White Lotus. Oh, okay, White uh, White. Okay. It's White House Plumbers. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Mike White House Plumbers. Uh, yeah, this was on my radar. Uh, obviously, we're in the bag for Daddy Thoreau. Uh, it's good. Veep people have a pretty good track record of going on to better things. Succession. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think it's going to be great. Uh, no further questions, Your Honor. Yeah. All right, I'm up. Okay. So, uh, perusing Letterbox, I have encountered friend of the pod Adams anticipated list, and there are a lot of things that I forgot about that I did <laughs> not put on my what list. A schmuck. Uh, that I am now looking at his list, and I'm like, oh, shit. There's a new Fast and Furious movie coming out this year. (laughs) (laughs) So, base... Oh, he has 65 so low. Adam, what are you doing? Adam? (laughs) He has 65 Go ahead and just take 65. No, I'm not not taking 65. Um, I think I have to go... This is so obvious in hindsight that I, I didn't have this on my list originally. How the fuck did I not have this? The new Yorgos. Yeah. Poor things. I almost took this instead of the Jonathan Glazer, but I wanted to leave that one for you. Um, I drafted this in our fantasy film league and it did not come out. Um, apparently it is, it is coming as well as another Yorgos movie called and um, not sure if they'll release both of them this year, but he has, he has two in the chamber. Um, but I believe this one is more ready. Um, it is a wild, wild premise uh, that I honestly wish I didn't know. So I won't say it on this podcast because it's like it's one of those premises that it's like I I wish I could have discovered this in the theater. Um, but it has a really stacked cast, including Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, um, a ton of other people. Uh, Rami Yusuf is supposed to be in there. Margaret Qualley, Mark Ruffalo, Gerard Carmichael. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, we love Yorgos, our fucking mm-hmm. freak daddy. I'm in the bag. Like we do love our freak be great. daddy. See no more. Okay. Now I think, I think I might jump back over to TV here. <sighs> I'm very, I'm very torn with my choices here. Uh, I have a, I have a big list, and I just kind of, I kind of just have to pick something. I'm gonna go with uh, True Detective season four. Nice, wow, yeah, Night Country. Yeah, it's on my list. It's uh, with Jodie Foster and friend of the show Callie Reese, mm. who we had on for her film um, Catch the Fair One. Uh, Catch the Fair One crazy that she went from a tiny little indie to now co-starring with Jodie Foster. Yeah, look at us getting out on the ground floor. <laughs> in an HBO drama. Um, I've been in the bag for this show the whole time through its ups and downs. Um, you know, a lot of people turned away in the second season because it was too weird with Colin Farrell and, and all those people. But I think season three was amazing with yeah. Mahershala and I have faith that 
um, it'll it'll be great this time. They are switching up the behind the scenes talent a lot. Um, I know Pizzolatto is not actively involved in this. Not sure exactly who's the head writer, um, but just based on that cast alone, I just have faith that it's going to be just a nice kind of like what we saw HBO do with Mayor of Easttown, where it's just like it's it's just a nice like down the middle yeah. detective crime show, like nothing too fancy, nothing too schlocky, like just like good actors doing good work um with a good script so also apparently the supporting cast i'm just looking at it now apparently it's also stacked christopher eccleson is in there fiona shaw's in there i i have faith this is going to be good it, it's just one of those things like hbo you it's sunday night i'm fucking there dude like i don't care what it is i'm there i'm gonna watch it um okay so those are my two picks get your next pick ready Dude. I rewatched earlier this year A Star is Born. Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So you're taking Legally Blonde 3 then. Mm-hmm. Uh. It reminded me that blonde women are cool. <laughs> uh, th- buried beneath the, the meme of it all, the music and Lady Gaga being in the movie lie two undeniable truths. A... It is one of the best directed movies of that year. And it's, you you could make an argument that it's the best. It is so phenomenally directed. Um, every shot is correctly chosen if ever, you know, that were a possibility. It is so well shot. B, Bradley Cooper is my best actor from that year. He is, it is so fucking hard to play that character that yeah. he played. To play a guy who is chronically fucked up. Yeah. Uh, that's another, like I was saying with uh, Last of Us, that is a character who 90% of the time is not, well, A, not well portrayed, B, not fun to watch. Uh, and C, so fucking ugly. Yep. <laughs> so fucking ugly. I, I have faith in Bradley. Maestro. I am not interested in Leonard Bernstein, and I'm excited to learn why I should be interested in Leonard Bernstein. So I do want to ask, me. do you think that Bradley Cooper is a fucking coward for not putting this movie, which by all apparently is done, not putting out this year because he didn't want to go up against the other movie that includes Leonard Bernstein with Tar? I don't think it's done. Apparently it's done. Was what I heard. It was supposed to come out this year, and then they were like, "You don't know what I heard that Bradley Cooper saw Todd Field's tar, and his tail was tucked between his little baby boy legs, and he went back to his Leonard Bernstein. Can have two conductor movies. Yeah, he was like, I can't have (laughs) the audience. America isn't ready for this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. This Yeah, I'm excited for Maestro. Carrie Mulligan, Jeremy Strong, Maya Hawke, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, come on, come on. A Star is Born is so good. It come is right. so fucking good. It's great. Rewatch that movie. It's it holds up perfectly. It is such a good fucking movie. Look, I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. Mm-hmm. I'll Man, never hit the ground. Shout out to all the men and women of TikTok for really thinking they're like I'm the next Lady Gaga. I can hit all of the notes. Trying to belt out that song. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> um. That's a great pick. I'm glad it got drafted. Yeah. Maestro. All right, Hunter. Fuck. My last two picks, man. I, so I'm reaching a point now where I'm like, 
I, do I want to just take the things that I'm looking forward to the most, but also I drafted those things last year and that's not good for content. So now this is the dilemma where I'm at right now. Oh, so you hate, you hate a uh, hundred gex. So no, that was something favorite. I drafted last year. And do I want to redraft the same things that I previously I know, that's what drafted? I'm saying. Um, I will take, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I will take one thing that I drafted last year. Um, and it's because we don't ever talk about video games on this podcast. Um, and I think that this game is something that is special and that is legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. Um, there was a Nintendo direct today, right before we hopped on this pod that I watched like the first full length trailer for this game and I was like, fuck yes, let's fucking go. It looks a lot darker than Breath of the Wild. Like, this kind of looks like the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda game. Probably my favorite game of all time. Um, and Breath of the Wild is, like, kind of, it's picking nits. Because Breath of the Wild is also, like, one of the most perfect games I've ever played and one of my favorite games ever. Uh, and I can't wait for this. Uh, it comes out right around my birthday oh, on shit. May 12th. It's happening. Uh, so fucking for the switch. fade me from the pod for the next foreseeable future or just from life in general. I might just take off several days of work to just sit at home and just play hours and hours and hours. That's why you're game. crushing through God of War. So you finish uh, it. Well, um, for them. there's other games that are coming out that I won't mention on here. Uh, I still need to finish to uh, the first Breath of the Wild. It's a perfect game. I know. Um, I'm working through it. It's so good. Uh, you know what's good, guys? Puzzles. Yeah. Some good combat. Is this true? The Switch? Um, yeah. Breath of the Wild? Is it, so it's tears, not tears? <laughs> well, that's the fun thing about the English language, Ernie, is we actually don't know because it's never been spoken aloud. Amazing. Is it Tears of the Kingdom? Is it Tears of the Kingdom? Nobody really knows. Wow. Um, I could take Killers of the Flower Moon, the real Scorsese movie that's actually coming out this year. But I think instead, you know, we missed on one Nicolas Cage movie. I personally missed on one Nicolas Cage movie. That came which out last you, year, you had drafted, which I did draft. And I have not seen, and I don't know if it actually exists. Um, and I'm between, uh, between a few different things. God, there's a lot of shit that's coming out this year. You know what? I'm just going to go and take it. I just saw the trailer, uh, the, the other day, right before infinity pool. I'm going to take Renfield, uh, the movie where Nick Cage, plays dracula the in, spiritual in epic epic random mode dracula i have you seen the trailer for this yeah uh, well kind of no in passing so the trailer for this feels like the spiritual sequel to vampire's kiss it's it's I, nicholas holt is like really just <laughs> the whole thing is like he's in like basically an aa meeting about like toxic relationships and he's confessing about his he's like story um, about his. yeah my boss is a bit of a blood sucker <laughs> and they're like oh, been there oh honey i get it um i I'm really excited for this movie. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited. My concern is that it will have less cage than I want. I love Nicholas Holt though. Nicholas Holt's one of our guys. I know. I know. We love Nicholas. He Holt. came from the Yorgos school. Yeah. So I I love that guy. Did he? 
Oh yeah, he was in the favorite. Yeah, he was in the favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what a day, what a lovely day. Um, this is coming guy. pretty soon. I think it's in March. Yeah, say, the, t- the turnaround April. is pretty quick on um, this. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I am looking forward to it, and it's my last pick, and I want to pick something that I think will be fun. Are we in our last picks? That's it. Yeah, yeah. last pick. There's a lot of things that are still coming, and if we get into the fake movies, like we're going to be here all night. <laughs> I'm the only one who took a fake movie. I'm I'm, I'm gonna win if you. Put yeah, this you're up gonna. Yeah, if you post I'm gonna this, clean the fuck up. <laughs> John Adams, the remake. <laughs> Paul Giamatti back. Who's the the president who uh, ran two separate terms? Who like Coolidge? Was it Coolidge? Two no, Coolidge, I don't. I don't think furious. that's right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Whoever that one was, Trump coming soon. <laughs> Gerald Ford was dumb. <laughs> so Frost Nixon, 2008. Should I just take Killers of the Flower Moon? <laughs> just go ahead. Take my take two. It's basically you like you spent two it. picks on one movie. What if they both drop? You I don't guys know. are gonna look so I don't, stupid. Well, Drew, at this point, is it like is it like the the Timberwolves like picking two point guards and neither of them being Steph Curry at this point? If you draft another Scorsese movie, Silence Two, <laughs> Kundun Origins. <laughs> <laughs> the Prince of Comedy. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> you know, I'll take I'll take Colors of the Flower Moon. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh man. I'm glad. Can you speak for like 45 minutes on why Score says he's so important to you that you drafted both this, of his movies that are mo- definitely coming out this year? This movie's gonna be so good. Guys. Yeah, no, this is probably uh, gonna win Best Picture next year. Oh my um, god. I don't know. I heard that it's up against a pretty good biopic. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good luck, Leo. He's gonna split those versus versus Leo. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> um Plemons, <laughs> Plemons is in there. De Niro's in there. Frazier. Yeah. It's a crime movie mm-hmm. about like white people fucking over Native Americans yeah, it's a, in the Wild West. Yeah, it's based on a nonfiction book, um, a book that I have rented multiple times from Libby and I have never once actually opened up. Whenever it says like I'm on hold and then I wait like four weeks to be not on hold anymore, I finally get it. And I'm like, cool, I should get around to starting that. I never do. Have, have Leo and De Niro been in a movie together before? I think this yes. is Yes. Mm, I think this is it. No way. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, De Niro's not in Departed. Um Yeah. Wait, is that No, no, no. They were in Oh, guys, they were in 1993 This Boy's Life. Oh, of course. Duh. The adaptation drama directed by Michael Catton Jones. MCJ. Okay. So it's it's the big reunion of this boy's life. You know, Michael Catton Jones of Basic Instinct 2 fame. Okay. <laughs> the 90s were great. This is uh <laughs> this is gonna be on Apple. That was 2006. <laughs> They're like, we need a second basic instinct. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Apple's big play um this year. They mm-hmm. didn't have anything, they didn't have anything this past year. Emancipation was supposed to be it. Causeway wasn't anything and so they, it was like, oh, they won best picture with Coda and like, what's next? Turns out nothing. Yeah. 
So it's like they're they're coming back big time with Scorsese. So I'm excited. It's gonna yeah. be good. Congrats. Yeah, I, I'm excited for uh, this year to be another in a string of quietly good Plemons years. Um, there's something else that I almost took that is also involves Plemons. I do you think that this movie? I mean, it's not going to matter by the time it comes out, but just as far as people who make content for things at this point, like I'm almost kind of bored by Killers of the Flower Moon because we've been talking about it for like three fucking yeah, it keeps years. Getting this movie punted. was announced in 2019. Hey, they got to get and it's it right. Just been just sitting here and just sitting here. At this point, I'm like, it's, just give it to it's me. It's finally already. coming out. Were you were you referring to the Yorgos movie? No. Yeah, he's apparently he's an and. Hey, is filming now. Um, that rules. Uh, there's something else as well. What is it? I, well, I'm not going to tell you because then you might draft it. Okay, Ernie, use your last pick because also <laughs> there's a lot of other is things it, coming out. Is it him playing like Thomas Jefferson or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people know this. <laughs> Every time that we watch a movie that we cover, maybe for the podcast, we have to like take a picture of a president and cover up the protagonist's <laughs> face so that Drew will watch it. You only watch President Firefox. <laughs> William Henry Harrison. <laughs> the the thing that nobody knows about Drew is that every day he goes home and watches Lincoln yeah. with Daniel Day. One time I tried to, to, to get you, I tried to get you to expand a little bit, so I put on Jay Edgar, and you were like, "That's not Hoover. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need Hoover." Mm-hmm. Why didn't they call it that? Because vacuums. Stupid. <laughs> just yeah. just call it that anyway. <laughs> Oh, okay. Jay Edgar, grow up. <laughs> last pick. Last pick. I could go Marvel slot here. <laughs> I could go Guardians 3 for James Gunn. For whom? Cool. Bringing it back home. Is that for like your fucking Twitter bots out there to give you wins in your polls? I could go John Wick 4. Now that's on my list. Um,. Fast X, I'm curious about a lot <laughs> of production to, troubles. According to Adam, who has seen the trailer, it looks like the greatest movie ever he did, made. He did describe so, the trailer to me the other night, and it does sound like the greatest guys, movie ever made. Yeah. We need to think about <laughs> the source of this information. Uh, well, no, it's crazy that it was coming with such like a guy who has like no bias whatsoever towards the franchise. He's never seen one. Yeah. He hate, uh, yeah. He He's hate. like, actually, I think that we shouldn't have cars. I believe in public transportation. Mm-hmm. What if Fast X is them being like, we should uh, like really invest in like the bus system in this country. I am going. And, and you know what? Friends. <laughs> Friends <laughs> and trains. Family sometimes, if mm-hmm. they're nice. Yeah. They're not trying to kill you. Acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to go galaxy mode with my final pick. Guardians okay. of the galaxy mode? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. I'm, I'm going to go galaxy brain mode here. And I'm going to take Wonka. Let's go, baby. <laughs> the Timothy Chalamet. If this hits, it will be a 7 out of 10. This is directed by Paul King, <laughs> the director of Paddington and I, Paddington yeah. 2. Paddington 2, which is a perfect movie. A perfect film, yes. An incredible journey of a cuddly bear in prison with Brendan Gleeson being chased Man, Padding- by Hugh Grant. Paddington 2 really is like the best movie of 2017. And now we get one of the great actors of our generation coming in hot to uh, 
bastardized question mark the legacy of uh that's that's been done <laughs> the legacy of johnny depp no 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 no, <laughs> no i know i was i know i know gene wilder yeah like I... a rolled doll <laughs> uh so you know who asked for a wonka movie nobody but if anyone's gonna do it Paul King and Timothy Chalamet sounds like a let pretty me, best case scenario. Let me tell you, I have been talking with the um, the the Academy of uh, Golden Scoot Hogs, and the biggest disappointment slash who asked for this <laughs> award. It there's a chance that this could be renamed the Wonka based on this year, or it could just happens. be a great movie. I I hope so. Has Timmy been in like a truly god awful movie yet? No, nothing that's like, there's been movies that like, aren't great that he's in beautiful boy. Didn't hit. Oh, beautiful boy is pretty fucking bad. It's not awful though. Yeah. It's not like, it's not. Don't look despicable. Okay. So that movie is unforgivably bad, but he's in total in like seven minutes of the movie. He has such like a smaller part of the movie that doesn't really matter. That's not a him movie. I think he's very talented. Yeah. Um, very busy. Yeah. So, I so if he's going to have a miss now. Would I be would the love time. for this to hit. So that's it. Those are our picks. Um, Real quick. Here's uh, a bunch of stuff that didn't get picked. Uh top well, one of the things that I was really thinking about taking was Napoleon. If it comes out. If it comes out this year, I also didn't want to two Joaquin Phoenix yeah. movies on my list. Uh Apparently it's sh- they filmed it, right? I, who knows with fucking Ridley There were Scott. set photos he, of Joaquin see, as Napoleon. But here's the thing. I could see them of completely, like, they shot everything like a year and a half ago. And Ridley's like, don't worry, guys. I'm working on my eighth cut of Blade Runner right now. Oh, uh, instead of actually editing this new movie I just made. So who knows with that. Um, the, the big one I wanted to take is the Please Don't Destroy Guys are working on a movie. Is that... Yeah coming out this year though i, I saw it rumored yeah apparently they know. are it's like an it's being fast-tracked to be released this summer in the coveted king of staten island slot <gasps> <laughs> um so i can't wait for it to be the next pop star and it bomb horrendously and then become like a little sensation at home bet, for that yeah best case it's yeah it's hot rod um it's not i you know it's not gonna be uh, we'll the the climate for a movie to be like a long a long gestating cult hit like that just isn't there anymore. I love those guys. Um, the Plemons property that I was talking about is a limited series called Love and Death. Have you guys oh, oh yeah, the Lizzie the yeah the Lizzie Olsen thing. Yeah, it's also been in the preview. It's the, the HBO previews. It's the, yeah, it's the guy who made Big Little Lies. Yep, mm. that's big. It's gonna that, be good. We're gonna watch it. Right, a guy that died. No. no, I'm gonna say probably a different guy. <laughs> if you had to make a oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the guy that made uh, sharper skills. or sharp um, sharp objects. Yeah, John Mark Vallet, rest in peace. Um, no, yeah, super excited for that. Speaking of HBO shows, I think this is an HBO show. It's coming out pretty soon. That I almost drafted the Idol, the weekend show made with Sam Levinson. Oh, yep. Uh, really excited for that. Just I'm more curious than i am excited yeah because that could that could be really annoying it could be bad <laughs> but also like what if abel's just also an incredible actor i mean he's great in his like little bit part in uncut gems but also like he's basically playing himself so like 
Jerry's still, especially because he's like a co-writer apparently on this hey, movie. So we'll the see. The Weekend House at Halloween Horror Nights was very surprising. Fucking ruled. It I did not so expect hard. that shit to be as good as it was. Yeah. So if that gives you any indication of his creative abilities, like maybe they get a one o tricks point never involved. Uh, well, speaking of, I mean, we can use that to talk about albums. One o tricks point never apparently has an album that's coming out this year. Um, I did think about putting a Radiohead album on my list. Ernie, you're getting greedy now. <laughs> you got, you basically got a Radiohead album last year. You have to just take know, what you got. But I'm just like, uh, um, the boys might be back. I don't think the boys bit. are back. Uh, I didn't want to draft it again, but 10,000 Gex. Uh, hey, Big Man, one of my favorite singles already of last year. Um, so can't fucking wait for 10,000 Gex. Give that to me. Paramore has an album that's coming out in two days. Um, Really uh, excited for I really like the leadoff single, This Is Why. I think that song goes really song. hard. The other singles I'm a little bit more mixed on, so we'll see. Uh M83 put out a single yep. that's really fucking good. Uh they haven't had an album since 2016 with junk. So excited for that. Boy Genius. Uh Rihanna question mark? Maybe. I mean, she's got the Super Bowl. MGMT, so. I've heard rumored. Question are they mark? working on something? Um, yes. I've heard it rumored that they are. They released that whole album or the uh, performance that they did yeah, in like, like 2011. 10, yeah. That I think was something that was, I, I don't know exactly what was going on with that, but I've heard it rumored that they're in the stewed. Um, I just want to say right now, I want to get it out of the way. I want to beat the allegations. Yes, the Lil Yachty album is better than 90% of what I heard last year. Yes, oh, it is. Oh, it is. It is really fucking it good. It is. Wow. It is awesome. It would have made my list if it came out last year. It's I need to so listen good. to it more. The production on it is fucking, it's so it's good. A it's such like a level album. up of what I thought Little Yachty could do I to know. be on. It kind of reminds me of whenever like the Travis Scott album came out because I never really gave Travis Scott the time of day and then like Astroworld came out and I was like, oh, okay. It's better, it's better than Astroworld. It's so good. It's, um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a great album. It's really well made. Uh, couple other movies just to run through here. Uh, Leave the World Behind, the Sam Esmail. Movie. I mm -hmm. thought that there was a chance yeah. that you were going to take that, Ernie, just because I know you're Julia the biggest iRobot head mm -hmm. uh, out here. Asteroid City. Mr. Robot. iRobot. Um, <laughs> I do love iRobot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know if you've watched Mr. Robot, uh, but iRobot. Oh, yeah. The Wes, Wes Anderson Asteroid That's City. That's another movie that I'm just kind of bored about hearing. <laughs> Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's all, yeah, it's also like one of those, like, you could draft it. But like the ceiling, it's like we know it's going to be an eight. We know. I can't wait to it's give West. it. I'm going to go ahead and give it four stars on Letterbox now. Um, Roosevelt could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two other movies that are real and are coming out this year: um, horror legacy sequels that I am cautiously optimistic about. I don't want to draft them because the they Exorcist. could be bad. Uh, the Exorcist. Um, that I was really I was cautious about and now i'm even more tepid knowing that's david gordon green uh after what he did to halloween um kind of scared of what they're gonna do with like my favorite horror movie ever and then evil dead rise um just saw the trailer for evil dead rise recently this looks like a fucking blast i'm really excited for this one because it looks like they are going full zany horror comedy to like the nth degree which is what some of the best Evil Dead stuff is. So, um, we've covered most of what I have. Uh, Gen V coming on Amazon. Oh, the boys spin off. The boys spin off. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's uh, like a college, like a super college. Yeah, I have no reason to think it won't be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I I stay writing for the boys. Uh. As as someone who's not typically into that type is of thing, is the boys supposed to have another season come out this yes, year? Yes, yeah, that that okay. definitely that's yeah. in the cards. I don't know if like it's a definite thing. I didn't write down a lot of like season fours of show. Like yeah. I know the bear is supposed to come back. Barry is supposed to come back. Like, yeah, exactly. I, the bear and Barry are both like they're the most like chalky picks you can make. Yeah, the bear like, though is the <laughs> bear is very notable though because it is right after an explosively good season one. Um, and they're coming straight back with a season two. Yeah, like they, that, that is a big deal. And it's coming out not late year. It's in the it's summer. Summer, yeah. yeah we were they like out. immediately as soon as Hulu saw the first ep, they saw the first cut of the bear. They're like greenlit season two. Let's go. Yeah. So excited for that. Um, the other big TV show that I did, I wanted to draft is Party Down season three. There's a yeah. trailer. It's almost Party Down is like the new before trilogy <laughs> in terms of revisitation. Um, but it, a lot more tragic <laughs> somehow. Um, I I didn't watch I think I watched the first episode of season two and never got around to the rest of it. Cause it was it was, I mean, 2014 was like, or whenever it dropped was like peak uh reboot season. Uh Party Down is one of the best sitcoms ever made, and the cast is one of the best casts ever assembled for a sitcom. And I love it. I'm I still have never seen Party Down, but maybe yeah, anticipation of season three I'm is gonna the time. Have, I'm going to have to check it out. It's, it's, I mean, it's season one is literally, it's like sort of like season one slash two of The Office, but with a lot more edge the, and a lot mm. less soul. I saw the preview of the, um, of the, um, uh, of the new season i'm just like damn seeing all these people in uh on screen together i'm just like damn like adam scott fucking jane lynch it's fucking crazy um okay i have a lot of a lot of slop there's a lot of I, slop there's some like year. Ernie core shit that's coming out this year that I'm surprised that you didn't draft to be honest. Let me, when you're talking about like the penguin. Yeah. So that's this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Okay. So there's let me let me let me get okay. I, I have it kind of tiered. Okay. So here's like the stuff that's above slop. This is like the good stuff, right? The rehearsal season two, it's announced. We don't know if they've even filmed it yet, but it's announced. Is that coming? I don't think that's coming this year. Severance season two. Yeah, maybe big uh, after party season two is mm -hmm. supposed to be coming this year. Okay. Uh, Yellow Jacket season two, Ted Lasso uh, for all mankind. I'm hoping for a new season. Uh, Dave is supposed to come out with a new season. It's slop time. All right. This is all the TV <laughs> slop that I have uh, written down. Okay. Uh, there's supposed to be an alien TV show from Noah Hawley happening. It, there, I no, don't think no notice on whether this is real yet or not, or if that's coming out this year. Have they filmed a shot? I have of no this idea. Uh, there's a Dune spinoff in the works called <laughs> is this Dune the Benny Sisterhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Penguin, oh, which you mentioned. Oh, mama, mama, but the just would. <laughs> oh, oh, mama. Mama, I want you to be Benny Jesuit some more. Uh, the Penguin, which is the Batman spinoff. Um, the team from Westworld jumped ship <laughs> over to Prime Video. <laughs> cool, I really trust that team. 
from the makers of West. <laughs> they jumped ship to Prime Video to adapt the video game Fallout. Man, they're working on a Fallout adaptation for Prime. I, how much money can I bet on that being dog shit? <laughs> like, what odds can I get on that? This I'm willing is, to fucking take out a small fortune loan. This is to why bet that I have no category. faith in this working out at all. Um, you know Fallout. You like the the video game adaptation as a story, right? Well, what if we gave you one that actually has like no story and it's all about exploring around? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let these creators like we're gonna give them the keys to the realm. They can just do whatever they want here. The, uh, that worked out the great. The superior last time. Nolan brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all saying Jonathan. Uh, Netflix is supposed to be putting out their Avatar: The Last Airbender adaptation, which the original creators quit. <laughs> So that should be fun. They're finally out of the fucking way, you know? Yeah. Those guys, what do they know? Man, uh, that worked out so great for the Lord of the Rings show. And uh, Disney Plus is going to have uh, Loki Season 2, Secret Invasion, Ahsoka, and the Acolyte. There's a chance that Loki Season 2 could be fun. Yeah. I'm going to wait to check it out, despite really liking Loki Season 1, uh, because uh, that's the only... Uh, that's the last... Disney slop show that yep. I watched, and I don't want that to be ruined for me. I'm surprised you mentioned Fargo. Fargo is apparently coming back this there year. There is a fifth season of Fargo announced. Um, is it John Hamm? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That should be fun. I'm that that should be fun. I did uh want to say one thing that does look kind of cool that I've seen announced. I don't know if this is real or if it is for sure coming out this year, but um. The Mel Brooks film, uh, History of the World Part 1, apparently is getting a miniseries sequel, yeah, part two. Uh, History of the World Part 2, um, that has... Oh, I just had the list in front of me, and then it it's, just... It's a huge It's like, yeah, it's no, it's sad. everybody. It's Johnny Knoxville, Taika Waititi, David Strayson, uh, fucking Zazie Beetz, Seth Rogen, Pamela Adlon, like Danny DeVito, Kamel, Jake Johnson. It's, I think, supposed to be kind of one-off episodes. Like, each little episode is its own little short story. Um, really excited for it. It's a really cool premise to kind of take the Mel Brooks style and just translate that into a series of like varying between yeah, 30 minute to hour like long sketch short comedy yeah. films. Yeah. Are we getting a new, I think you should leave this year. I don't think so. Okay. I feel like it's going to, it's got to cook a little bit. I think longer. it's going to come in 2024. If I had to make a guess, that'd be great to see it. I, I, I could I'd see give it. it to me tomorrow, man. I could definitely see it just dropping. Yeah. I could no I could, announcement. It just comes. I could see like maybe like a week to like to a month of run up, and then just like they they drop. Boom. Here and, it is, and we're happy. Yeah, because it's, it's gonna that be would... like it's like it's gonna be like an hour total. <laughs> Tim, Tim, I'll go ahead and reserve my number one spot on my list just for you, buddy. Just for you to come up in there. Uh, a couple movies that have been mentioned: uh, Aquaman two, Shazam two. The my Marvels. favorite anti-vaxxer. Um, um, Creed 3 is right around the corner, directed by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, we'll the Taika Waititi long-delayed Next Goal wins. A movie that I drafted like two years, two years ago. <laughs> um, Magic Mike's Last Dance I'm excited is around the that. corner. I just uh, watched the Magic Mike films for the first time, and those movies rule. Steven Soderbergh. Uh, new Pixar movie, Elemental. Looks cool. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons with Chris Pine. 
Uh, Color Purple the Musical. <laughs> is Chris Pine the most... The most like generally like thought of as a good actor actor who is not in anything good ever. Well, this 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 is directed by the guys who made Game Night, so this might be good. Oh. I was gonna say I watched the trailer and it looked more fun than I was expecting it to be. It probably yeah. won't be great because I mean, it's a those, fucking yeah. Dungeons and Dragons those, movie. Those guys but... rock. It's it's the kid from. Uh, uh, God damn it! It's the Freaks kid and from, Geeks. Yeah, from Freaks. Yeah. And, yeah, I I like him. I mean, he's. There's a chance that this he, he has a spotty could be record. Good. I like, was I didn't realize that it was a Dungeons and Dragons trailer whenever I was watching it in the theater, and they just like the thing popped up, and I was like, oh, you know, there's life for this after all to not be completely yeah. dead. Uh, there's that Super Mario Bros. movie that looks pretty good. Um, oh, I got a. Did you get the screening invite to Cocaine Bear? Oh, I'm so hyped for Cocaine. I'm not gonna be able to make the screening for it, but I'm so fucking hyped for. Drew, cocaine you want to come see Cocaine Bear with me? I'm busy that day. Damn it, dude! It's <laughs> it's co honestly Cocaine Bear looks like a blast. I'm in for it. When is it? I I don't know. It's on a Wednesday. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's yeah, like on a random. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Um, no, I'm. I'm excited for Cocaine Bear. There's a lot of really good movies coming out this year, guys. Like, this is actually the first year since post-COVID, where we kind of got a little bit of that trickling out last year. But this year, it's like, uh, even some studios kind of, some studio execs have kind of leaked out that they were almost like a little bit bitter about the Top Gun Maverick how it became so big because they're like, well, we just fucking sat on all of our movies. If we yeah. would have released all of our projects in the summer, then they would have also been hits and Top Gun Maverick would be dominating everything. I think some of that is just like a uh, bitter billionaire white producer talk uh, for <laughs> holding movies when they didn't need to be held. But also part of that is that like, if you look at the summer slate this year, like, when we're playing the summer box office game this year, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, a lot of it's going to be it's going to be great every Lord, week. Lord there. and Miller are producing a movie called Strays about stray dogs. Oh, that should be fun. Cool. Um, is that uh, what's it called? Uh, Megalopolis supposed to come out this year? No, Francis. Ford no, Coppola? no, no. That is not coming out this year. Oh, there's okay. no way. Um, there's a a couple other good video games. I always hesitate to put video games on the list because who fucking knows with those yeah. things? Uh, Starfield is supposed to come out this year. Oh yeah, speaking, I, of, speaking of Fallout, I fucking built a PC so that I could eventually upgrade it to be able to play Starfield because I don't own an Xbox. Um, Final Fantasy sixteen apparently is supposed to come out. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fifteen fucking rules. Um, and to my indie heads out there, Octopath Traveler two, a real game. It's called Octopath Traveler. Drew, do you want to check that one out? Um, Drew, what if I told you that it's actually eight travelers and they each kind of take their own path, but you, they, their stories intersect a lot. That's why it's called Octopath because Octo, if you go to the Latin origins, Octo actually stands for eight, like an octopus. Because there's eight of the it, octopus. Because there's eight octopi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you got me. All right. We can wrap it up there. I'll put all our picks over on our Twitter and people can vote to see who drafted the best one. It's definitely going to be Drew because he has Roosevelt. I know. Good luck. <laughs> I kind of just went off. I, I'm not I'm not picking one. I'm picking one for the real heads out here with Michael Mann, a Jonathan Glazer film. I'm just I'm going for my boys and the boys who are back. Yeah. The we'll real ones who are back now. 
I, I, I have a good feeling that most of these will be released, especially Roosevelt. If, if any one movie is going to come out, honestly, that'll here's be the, the thing. One. I would sacrifice all of my movies to be able to see Roosevelt tomorrow. <laughs> if I could just like, if I would, I don't need to watch across the spider verse or dead reckoning. Those movies. I don't care about those. Give me whatever quality Roosevelt's in today. Show that to me. Yeah. What if you got like, you check your email tomorrow and you have like <laughs> a screener. screener. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's a screener. It's, it's, it's a screener invite for like August 2029. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and log it on Letterbox. Yeah, three stars. I'm gonna go ahead and put this in my watch list on Letterbox to eventually log it. Does it even have a, a page years. on Letterbox? <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening and watching. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment, and let us know your thoughts on all our picks, including our thoughts on Knock of the Cabin and The Last of Us. Stay tuned for Hunter's uh, Fantasy Film League winner pick. That's next week. And then we return to Robin Williams <laughs> to finish what we started. Uh, if you so want to do long ago, if you want to do uh, your homework at home, watch every Pinocchio film that was ever made because that's what we're going to discuss. Every single one, I'm going to try and turn into a real podcaster. <laughs> um, visit webottomike.net to sign up for every episode delivered to your inbox and become a donor. Thank you, beautiful donors, for donating. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.